again, everybody. I'm your host, Felipe Melicio, and you're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. And with me, as always, it's Sean Flannery. Sean, how are you doing this morning? I am drafting. I am reviewing drafts. Uh, baseball starts on Thursday. I'm like in ultimate panic mode, but uh, just about all the drafts are done. I'm only I only got one left that we got to get done by Thursday. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Draft season was very interesting this year. I was either like first through third in draft order, or I was the last two spots. There was no in-between. I think I had one league where I was like sixth or seventh, but it was either I was first or second overall or 14th or 15th. So very weird. Uh, It's uh, hard to kind of, in some ways, it's the same strategy of, you know, making sure you get guys at the turn because it's going to be a while before your next pick. But uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Hopefully uh, better than a couple of my late, round draft spots last year so jacob's making fun saying you're probably in 10 leagues right but no you're you're at, you're still at seven right uh just on fan tracks i got one two three four five six seven eight nine m's in my bank account m's in my bank account <laughs> m's in my bank account. i'm so, sorry how many leagues eight? i got i got nine on fan tracks and three on nfbc that's crazy i did three three drafts this year and it was driving me crazy i was i'm exhausted from last night i'll be honest <laughs> i don't know how what are they all slow drafts? Is that what the secret is? Uh, I think all but one has been a slow draft. Yes, telling you guys, slow drafts are the future, man. I don't have time to be there. This ain't fantasy football where we ought to be jerking each other off. And anyway, whoa, <laughs> I have a bad. I have a really bad. I'm so sick of fantasy football, man. I, I, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I hate it so much, and I keep coming back because I love the competition. You know, I get that urge every fall. But then we do it, and it's like, oh, I just, I hate it. Tuesday, what was it? Tuesday night waiver wire drops and shit. I hate it, man. I, I'm, 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 I may not come back to the football like one this league. See, this, this year. past year was my first year not doing fantasy football in like probably like ten years. But even then, like the last five of those years, I haven't really cared. It's not a paid league. It's just it was me, my brother, and a bunch of his college buddies. But oh well. Alrighty then. Um, what was I gonna do? Oh yeah, so I, I I tagged everybody. We're good to go. We are going to review the baseball. The 2023 was this our fifth? Is it our fifth? Fourth, fourth. After the fourth year, we reset. We did 19, 20, 21. Well, no, 20, 21, 22, 23. Okay. Yeah, because. 20 was the year that we switched over to fan tracks. Yeah, so I'm counting that because I, I don't know how far back we go. I know yeah. that Aaron won a championship, which we are uh, acknowledging. Uh, and, before and, we Vince, and Vince won a couple. Or so one. One. He won one. Aaron, and, then, Aaron and then he won, left. Aaron won one. Or uh, Vince won one. Aaron won two. I've won two. Okay. I, I think that's how it goes. I think Vince yeah. won 2019. And then, no. So it must have been Vince in 18. Whatever. I think it, <laughs> so. It's like been that. since eighteen, but I'm just counting the fan track. It's just easier because remember it, it was yeah. during the pandemic. So what was that? I think this is our fifth draft. 2021, That's our fourth yeah, draft, I guess. Yeah, this was the fourth draft. Yeah. So thank everybody for being a part of that. And as you can see, we're sharing the screen up here, and we're gonna just go through the picks really quickly. Uh, with round one, Aaron got the first pick overall, and she got Jacob the Grum, followed what? by. I was shocked that Jacob DeGrom was even available. Of course, to those that don't know, we were keeping – each team was allowed to keep nine players this year. 
I yeah, don't know then, how you don't have Jacob DeGrom as one of your keepers. And then next year we switch over. Uh, restart. We restart all over again. So this yeah. would have been. Uh, but, you know, I think the problem here is that uh, that's a replacement team that took over that team. Yeah, yeah. I think that was uh, Matt Whelan's team. Okay. And James, James Pinos took over that team. Uh, and he saw Jacob Degrom. He's a Yankee fan. Remember, he's a Yankee fan. He saw Jacob Degrom. Oh. Like, no, I'm not taking no injury yeah, problem. Yeah, Mets yeah, ex Mets player. <laughs> I think there is a little bit of Mets hate that went on there. But <laughs> I hey, I was only told that it, Yankees fans never hate on the Mets. It's only Mets fans that hate on Yankees. That's what I've been told. But what do I know? I am just a mere mortal. <laughs> uh. Jacob says it doesn't matter what you think, Felipe. Like, I don't, you guys gotta be, I don't, we're not delay. I have no idea what I said. I don't know what I said last night. I don't know what I said this morning. <laughs> be specific. And good morning to Henry, who's uh, listening for a little bit. So, anyway, uh, Jacob LeGrom, uh, he got picked first overall in this pick. That's a really, that's, let's treasure bonanza if you're Aaron, right? Well, you see, I was trying to trade for said draft pick because I really wanted DeGrom. Um, but alas, that did not come to oh, pass. Yeah. You know, really quick, it's funny that you've mentioned that the how wacky it is. I had to draft in like my first pick in every one of my drafts this year, all three of them, double digits. I, I, tenth round, uh, 10th pick, 10th pick, and 14th pick were my first picks in this year's drafts. Which, so. uh, what league are you in that's 15 teams? No, 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 no. Uh, I traded away my first round pick to either get Aaron oh, Judge oh, oh, okay, or okay, Mike okay, Trout. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, which yeah. one. I remember now. Okay. So I had no so first So it was the 12 team league, but you just traded down. Gotcha. Yeah. So I ended up, I, fuck, man, I, I had so many picks before the 10th round. I think I did pretty good. I, I showed you my roster. Yes. What what grade would you, did you give me for that one? I'm joking. Uh, I, I, I need to go back, but I remember it was like really good. And I was like, holy damn right. Were, were all of these guys like kept? I had forgotten that. I think it was Machado was a keeper. Um, Machado, Bichette, Trout, Judge. And Jordan Alvarez. If yes. I don't win it this year, I'm just going to quit, man. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go back to fantasy football. No, you're not. <laughs> James Pinos is giving his uh, he's giving his reasoning behind the madness here. I love the ground, but I don't like dressing guys that are always hurt. There you go. There you go. He's always. dressing. He, he didn't want to dress his wounds. Okay. So anyway, uh, Angel goes up and picks up Tommy Edmond, followed by James, who settled for Logan Webb. Um, what do you think there, Sean? Jacob DeGrom or Logan Webb for this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, definitely Jacob DeGrom. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, Clay Holmes going to uh, Jets team. I think he was mostly on auto draft since he works at night. Unfortunately, yeah. this is the time where the slow draft does not and, and this matter. Was the, and this was the infamous... Uh, I know he has the, the wonky work schedule as well, but he also came up into the group chat and said that he was a bit under the weather for a few days. And so he yeah, wasn't food, really paying attention. And it was the, the reheated red lobster. And like that, I feel like everyone joined the group chat for about five or 10 minutes. And it was just like, yeah, we could have told you that. Jack. <laughs> I don't know. I never had any issues with red lobster. I don't know. But reheating it, depending on what it was. I mean, oh, it was, uh, I believe it was a red lobster. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Mike Harvey takes Adoles Garcia, and this would start because I, I uh, you know, been in reviewing these teams in preparation for this show. I looked at Mike Harvey's team, and I yeah. got to say, I'm pretty disappointed in it. I'm very disappointed. And, and Adoles Garcia is the first pick that he goes with. And 
It actually was a, a uh, it got brought up last night. What is the deal with Adolis Garcia? Are we too harsh on him or does he deserve the credit that he deserves? What do you think, Sean? You'll you'll be the final verdict on this one. Yeah, Adolis Garcia, I mean, yay or nay? You know Adolis Garcia is typically not the guy I would like. The the power speed, but like really low OBP, doesn't walk, swing. He, he dropped the strikeout rate a little bit last year, but normally that's not a guy I target. In my NFBC leagues, in, in the three of them, which are all traditional 15-team roto, I think I have them in two. And it just happened to be, based on how the draft room fell, that you really got to get stolen bases early in traditional roto. That's one reason why I'm kind of forcing myself to play it so I can kind of get better at that strategizing. But Adolis Garcia brings that blend of power and speed that in a categories league um, makes him really, really valuable. And to me, I don't think he's all that different than Jazz Chisholm, but he's going, you know, how many picks earlier? Obviously not in our draft. He actually went with uh, two picks later. But yeah. uh, the terms of ADP, I think Jazz Chisholm's like one or two full rounds ahead of Adolis Garcia. So I actually, I, I'm interested in Adolis Garcia and kind of where he bats in that new Texas Ranger, new look roster and lineup. Because uh, last year, what, he was almost 30-20. I think it was uh, 27 home runs, 25 stolen bases. So, like, you look at that and you look at the OPS, he's never had higher than 756, which he posted last year. But it's that perfect blend of home runs and stolen bases that is so valuable in fantasy. So, yeah, I, I think this seems about right, especially because we we kept nine players last year. Yeah. Uh, so this is really round 10. So it, he would have def- def- definitely been gone. Um, by the tenth round in the twelve team league, so pretty good pick here. Yeah, uh, I I I, I avoid Adolis Garcia everywhere I go. Um, any league I'm in, I avoid him like the plague. I don't like him. He's thirty years old, still swinging for the fences, and I guess that's is that's, he really thirty? Wow, yeah, wow. yeah, he just turned. That's I remember. I guess he was around in the the Cardinals organization for a while before Texas picked him up. Yeah, kind of a late bloomer, and got the opportunity with Texas, and he's been. You know, I mean, he almost got 30-30 last year. But again, it comes with a 300 on-base percentage. And then this year, he's projected to get another, what? Oh, 288 on-base percentage, despite the rule changes, which well, I should be fair to those projections. They're not really accounting for those rule changes. But still, uh, 29 home runs and 20 stolen bases is the uh, is the projection for 2023, according to the roster resource. But at what cost? <laughs> You're yeah. getting, especially saying, in this league, with the I high strikeouts. I got him in the fifth round of uh the palazzo podcast draft and oh, hold god no not for me man there's and better I, and i want to say i have them somewhere else too like, i just have to i'd have to go look all right so we're split decision on that one i i avoid them you no you're, i normally i would that's the thing is i, but, I find myself but you're like, buying in you're i'm, buying play, in I'm playing more roto than yeah. just like points or like head-to-head and so like i i find kind of feel like that my brain physiology is changing as that goes along Pino's uh, with the shots fired here. Yeah, she'll get Jacob the Grom for three weeks, and that's it. So, what three weeks was that? But maybe five starts. La, 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 la. Gotta love the Yankee Mets rivalry, huh? Uh, Jacob, our guy who's been with us since the early hours or the early minutes, goes with Kevin Gossman. Andrew Sullivan goes with Jazz Chisholm. You just mentioned Jazz earlier. Uh, Hunter Green goes to uh, Leon, which uh, Leon actually had a very good draft, I gotta admit. And uh, for me, it was either going to be Kevin Gossman and Hunter Green. And once again, the Step Back podcast screwed me over. (laughs) 
And then the step, the step back screwers. Well, I mean, besides the, well, besides those guys, uh, the other one, I mean, I was getting sniped left and right with uh, being sandwiched between uh, James Handabode, Henry, and yourself. And I was getting, all right, well, if they took Kevin Gossman and Hunter Green, I'm going to get ready to get Eloy Jimenez. And then, of course, Handabode takes him from me. Yeah, you were uh, quite upset with James in the group chat during the draft. Yeah, now screw that guy. And then, uh, <laughs> so that I, I figure, you know what? Let's go. I'll just take Clayton Kershaw. And I'm not too proud with that, but considering who else is available, um, he was definitely the best player that I could have gotten at that point with the other wise I get Lucas Giolito. I mean, let me ask you, Clayton Kershaw or Lucas Giolito in this round? Uh, I'd probably go Clayton Kershaw. Granted, I've Lucas Giolito is like so cheap in a lot of my other drafts that I'm actually finding myself picking him a lot. But it's just because yeah. he's like so heavily discounted right now. Yeah, I, I get it. I just um, there's some, you know, it's the White Sox. We don't know what to expect from them. They look like they're gonna bounce back this year, but I'm not gonna count on it. And then the drop off from Giolito last year is just very alarming, very alarming. He goes from ace to someone that you can't even trust anymore. Like he he was going like early in the single digits last well, that year. That was more of like that was 21. No, I thought 21 was his really bad year. Was it last year? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because last I, year, I, oh, okay, no, it was last year. Last year was the four nine year, right? Okay, I had him last year, and I, you already saw like uh, marks of decline in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two was just awful. I mean, I kept him last year, and I regretted it. So, and then you you go with the two wild card picks. I think they're two wild card picks. O'Neill Cruz, which comes with high strikeouts and low on base, pretty much the Adoles Garcia thing that we were just talking about, except yeah. that O'Neill Cruz has much, much higher upside and potential. I, I am zigging where everybody else zags. Uh-huh, I, sure. I tell people all the time, don't go after these guys that strike out a lot and don't get on base. But look at me now. Look, look at, at me now. now. Look at me now. Look at you now. Getting paper. And then you offset the high strikeouts and low on base percentage with Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, that was, uh, like you said, that was kind of the offsetting pick as well as just going ahead and locking in a center fielder, which I end up having four center field eligible guys on my roster, Nimmo included. But um, already had Alvarez and Tucker locked into the corners as two of my nine keepers. So uh, just wanted to go ahead because I knew he would not be back there. Um, by the end of round three, knowing the several Mets fans in the group, so or in the league, uh, so just went ahead and grabbed him off. Uh, like you said, that was one of the that was like the safe pick. Uh, that was like right. my Clayton Kershaw pick. Yeah, that might be a little too safe there, but because Henry's bringing up the fact that hey, the Nemo got gets hurt in the WBC, man, tough luck for you. He didn't get hurt in the WBC. Oh no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't even play in the WBC. What? Get out of here. But he got hurt. I thought players only get hurt in the WBC. No. That's, that's what no, I was told. That's no him. That, that's that's not it. That's what I, I was told that players shouldn't go to the WBC because they get hurt. So, therefore, Brandon Nimmo must have played in WBC because he got hurt this spring. Oh, was that spring training where he got hurt? Uh, I mean, he had a bad slide and missed, like, two games. Yeah, that's what it was. That, it's that, a yeah, joke, a... Sean. It's a joke. I, I'm sorry, but it's jo- just like, it's like, what the yeah, yeah. Henry saying uh, somebody give me some coffee. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't drunk some. Co- I'm drinking my coffee. I got like a big freaking mug over here, Spider Man mug right here, because uh, I didn't go to bed at a reasonable hour last night because I was still celebrating my me big too. win in my draft last night. 
So uh, then uh, George Springer goes to Henry. I take Vinny Pasquantino. And then, of course, Hannibal, I he basically told me that I made his pick for him. He yeah. goes with Nate Lowe. Leon takes MJ Melendez. Andrew takes Ryan Helsley. Jacob takes Stephen Kwan. Sean Murphy goes to Applebaum. Jet goes with Yandy Diaz. I believe that's anytime that there's a Yandy Diaz pick, it is an homage to you, sir. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, he half of his picks in every single draft that we've done with Jet, half of them are like guys that I consider my guys. Like it started with Will Smith like two years ago when he drafted him going into, I think it was year two. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of his picks. I look getting, at him and I'm like, Oh, I'd pick that guy. <laughs> he, he was getting jiggy with it. Giancarlo Stanton goes to James Pinos. So he uh, didn't want to take Jacob the Grunt because he gets oh, hurt. Oh, but he... oh, 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 hold me back. Hold, hold, girl, girl, hold my poodle. Hold my poodle. Oh, my God. Don't yeah, tell me that you. you don't want DeGrom because he's injured too much, but we'll take Stanton. Okay, moving on before I say Jose Abreu goes, Jose Abreu goes to Angel, and then uh, uh, Aaron takes Alejandro Kirk at catcher, which I was very close of getting him, but I don't know. I just I cannot bring myself to pick a catcher in the first couple of rounds or so but uh yeah she goes back to back homer picks with alejandro kirk and chris bassett i do not like the chris bassett pick i feel like there were better starting pitchers out there but she went with uh the hometown uh pitcher there let me make this a little bit bigger so oh that's way too big that's what she said <laughs> all right yeah perfect eugenio suarez that's another pick i don't like here from angel uh that's gonna be a theme i don't like a lot of picks that angel made in this draft uh Right? Is that what I gave him? Yeah, it's the yeah. same grade I gave him in the other league. Max Muncy, I don't like that pick at all uh, from James Pino. So, so far, James Pino is disappointing me, which is also <laughs> going to be a running theme in this draft. Uh, Jet goes to Miles Mikolas. Uh, Felix Batista goes to Mike Harvey. Jacob Good goes to I, I like Batista there. That was There weren't many relief pitchers, which is uh, why... Can you go back up? To, actually, I, I can pull it up right in round two. Who was the yeah, relief? Go ahead. Any relief pitchers going round two? No, but here in round three, kind of start seeing the run on them. Of yeah. See Felix Batiste to go, and then Henry picked Yohan Duran, and that kind of inspired what I was going to do here. Um, and then you hopped on the bus shortly here in round four, uh, if you just want to continue with the picks, and we'll get to who yeah. I picked. Right. Uh, yeah, your interesting viewpoint there about the relief pitchers, because we are about to see them go off the board pretty soon. I think this you might be right. This might have been the one that started it. But yeah. then Jeremy Pena goes to uh, Jacob. Luis Garcia, the starting pitcher from Houston, goes to O'Sullivan's team. Glade Bartoris goes to Leon's team. Uh, Handbook is Joe Musgrove. And then, OK, so he can, went to explain the glass now, tra- uh, the glass now pick. Uh, he was the best player on my board, man. Okay, the best, okay. and uh, I love even the even with even with the injury concerns. I mean, what is it? Okay. How about how bad was it? I didn't think it was. It, that was, serious. it was like an oblique or a lap. Um, okay, it wasn't his arm. That's all I care. Like, that's um, all I cared about. Has not started throwing up yet, and that was on March 11th. You know what it is, man. Grade two left oblique. It, it, I'm planting seeds, bro. I'm planting okay. seeds. Normally, I don't take those risky that I don't take those injury risks. Yeah, because when I saw you pick that, that kind of made my ears perk up. Like what? <laughs> but uh, this year, I, I'm trying to do different things. I'm trying to be more open, and I love. I've always loved Tyler Glass now. So, uh, plus you saw that I had. To, I was forced to pick Clayton Kershaw in the first round because you guys all took my pitcher. So I said, you know what? I I can't I can't play it safe this year at starting pitcher. I gotta I gotta go big or go home. 
because this is the last year we're keeping all these players. So you gotta last put your time, big boy pants on. Got to put the big boy pants on, as Kobe Bryant used to tell Paul Gasol. And uh, I mean, and then you know, I, even if Joe Musgrove, because Joe Musgrove's been a favorite player of mine for the last few years in this league, even if Joe Musgrove wasn't there, I think I still would have gone with Tyler Glass now. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Even if Joe Musgrove was there, I still would have gone with Glass now. Uh, and but then you mentioned it. Henry goes with John Duran, so that means, uh oh, panic time. Sean goes back to back relief pitchers with Camilo Duvall and David Bednar before uh, Henry takes Anthony Santon there. And then I say, you know what? F this. I want my relief pitcher. You're going to get in on it too. And I get Andres Munoz, who was so instrumental in a lot of my leagues last year. So I want to ride that train one more time. Okay, so if you have to – granted, in this league, Munoz is much more valuable because we count holds. Damn right. Um, right. I know my my stuff. If you had to rank Duvall, Bednar, and Munoz, what's the order you put them in? You are is it Durant, Bednar, and Munoz? You said and Duvall, all four of those guys, Bednar, Duvall, Munoz. So you're not gonna count Joan Duran. Oh, okay, we can count Duran, but I was just Damn gonna right say between will. my picks and your picks, but we can count Duran as well. All right, so <clears throat> actually, Felix Bautista was my number two uh, best player available before the draft started. Camilo Duvall was number three, David Bednar was number five. Uh, who else? Duran was number 12 and Munoz was number, if I can, oh, Munoz was number 11, right? Okay. Okay. So that, that, that was, makes me, that makes me feel a little bit better about me picking Duvall and Bednar. Cause it's like, I feel like Munoz is definitely like the better. Probably. Well, hold on now. I was getting oh, to that. The, oh, I mean, so this is the, these rankings are based on the fact that these guys are going to get like save opportunities, right? Yeah. Like uh, that's what we're, we're shooting yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. in this league. However, if it's pound for pound, regardless of uh, who's closing and who's yeah. not. Oh, Anders Munoz, I believe is the best relief pitcher in out of those four. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Easily. Cause he could ju- get you really minuscule uh, rate stats. This big strikeouts from the relief pitching standpoint, and he can either get saves or holds yeah. in this league. It's pretty valuable. And, and I might just be biased, and I also might be, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you know, still on my WBC high, which yeah. he should have been on Team Mexico, but he wasn't. I'm telling you, if he's there against Japan, we're not talking about Japan versus USA in the final. We're talking about a border war between uh, <laughs> between the U.S. and Mexico at my in Miami for the WBC championship. So, but yeah, alas, so, alas, so Munoz, Munoz has 22 holds last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see, that? that's my only worry. Uh, like I said, I've picked him a few times in my traditional no. roto leagues, mm-hmm. uh, just hoping that either he gets like five to ten saves and just the elite rate stats and maybe even like 90 to 100 strikeouts from an RP spot. But I, I just worry about the save opportunities. That's all. If it's pound for pound, no saves opportunities, it's Munoz, Duran, Duvall, and Bednar. That's the way I rank them. But since you know we live in a world where we need to yeah. account for saves and stuff, I guess I would. I, I just mentioned it. It was Duvall, Bednar, Duran. I'm sorry, Duvall, Bednar, Munoz, and Duran. That's in that order. Yeah, just I, I was really thinking about Munoz, and I was oh so close. And I was like, let me just get two good saves. I and will I'll, say, I'll find a relief pitcher later. As someone who's done that strategy before in other leagues, there's a lot of risk involved in in yeah. in, in getting those guys who you think are going to get saves, and then they don't. I think Bednar is going to be gone from Pittsburgh soon. I think he might have signed a contract. I don't remember. No, but no, just... he, he, he's definitely a uh, trade bait. Okay, there you go. So he's going to get traded. And then is he going to go to a team that's going to need him for saves or is he going to need him for holds? And as you know, Sean, holds are so unpredictable, are even more unpredictable than, than the saves, apparently. And uh, he kind of got 
a little bit exposed last year too, as the years as the year went on. He wasn't as as dominant as he was, as he was at the beginning of the year. He dealt with some injuries. I, I think that yeah. was what the yeah, it was like a, a back thing. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So hopefully he's healthy this year. But and then dealing with the Pirates is not no easy task either. But and Duvall has Taylor Rogers nipping at his heels. I don't think Duvall's going to lose his job. And I think he's in a good situation in San Francisco. But he's still a little bit wild. He yeah. he has really good stuff, but he's a little bit wild, too wild for my taste. Whereas Munoz is just a perfect relief pitcher, man. I'm telling yeah. you. And you see, that was the thing was I no bias. One of my keepers was uh, Rizal Iglesias, and so I didn't feel like I needed two relief pitchers like like lock in closers yeah i wouldn't uh, have done I, that but i'm glad i did because now rysel iglesias is going to uh start the year on the aisle so well um, i mean still i think you took i i don't i wouldn't have recommended back-to-back relief pitchers even if you were like oh man i'm not I'm gonna wild. get anybody I'm back i'm wild yeah i i think well i mean mm-hmm. let's see who else would have been better here i mean we're gonna go with it right now matt chapman no i wouldn't have done matt chapman alec Baum, no way Starling Marte, maybe. I mean, you are a Mets fan. Maybe you, yeah. you would have wanted no. to do that, but I he is a, older. I am a Mets fan. I am not a big fan of Starling Marte. <laughs> uh, Joy Manessa's Team Mexico goes to Jacob. Reese Hoskins, who, oof. Oof, yeah. brother. Oof. <laughs> those, those WBC okay, injuries. Okay, hold those, on. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Those WBC injuries are adding up, dude. They're adding up. Oh, no, that was spring training as well. And he wasn't celebrating. And he wasn't doing anything too strenuous. He was literally just doing picking up ground balls. Fly and, ball, and, fly ball, fly ball. Oh, I thought it was a ground ball. Well, either uh, way, it was it was yeah, practice. He, he ended up on the ground and sort of the ball. <laughs> Jeez, that's too soon, man. Uh, <laughs> I, so looking at these picks, Willie Adamas, Kenley Jansen, Daniel Barr, Jonathan India, I guess that was the thing to do was those were the two best players available. I still think it's a little risky, but I mean, it's it, by in hindsight, they do look a little bit better. Yeah. So we go, to, that was round four, by the way. I went a little faster. I don't know, we've just been. No, that was the round of the relief pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Kenley Jansen was Wolf. Uh, and Daniel Bard. And Daniel Bard, Wolf. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you wanted the saves, those that were the two guys the, to get. The Duran was the first domino that fell there. No, man, we, we established that it was uh, Felix oh, Batista. Oh, oh, Batista, okay. Yeah, Batista and his uh, power bombs. Oh, wrong Batista. <laughs> wrong, wrong one. Uh, Aaron, and to start off round five, goes with CJ Crone. And then Angel goes with Jay Crone and Worth. Oh, my God. James Pinos finally makes a pick that I like Pablo Lopez, but not it wasn't as good as getting Jeffrey Springs by Jet, though. I, I think I like the Jeffrey Springs pick better than the other one. Uh Taylor Ward going again. I'm everybody likes Tyler Taylor Ward. He got kudos last night in our in the podcast league draft. Am I missing something about Taylor Ward? Why are people celebrating Taylor Ward this year? Uh I don't know. It's a weird thing with him. Like he was so good to start off the year, and then he was really bad. And then he was really good again right at the very end of the year. And I think it's the hope that maybe he steals a little bit more because he actually does have pretty good speed. He only had five stolen bases last year, um, was caught three times. But maybe it's one of those guys. And, he, of course, he has, like, the um, uh, the boutique savant page where everything is, like, 70 percentile or better. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I have any shares of Taylor Ward. Yeah, I, I, he was so meh, meh to me. So I, I avoided him. We get three consecutive starting pitchers. So I want to ask who was the best one. So I'm going to name him. Jacob goes with Kodai Senga. Sorry, let me re- rename that. Ko- Kodai Senga. Oh, I feel like I just said it the same way. Yeah, yeah. Kodai Senga. Uh, Andrew goes with Chris Sale. And then Leon goes with Jesus Lazardo. Personally, I, ooh, Chris Sale though. I, I, I think I would have done Chris Sale, Jesus Lazardo, and Kodai Senga in that order. 
but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Who was the best pitcher of that bunch there? I mean, they're all uber talented, could be really good. It just depends on availability. Uh, Chris Sale, we know what he's gone through the last few years. Jesus Lazardo's not, you know, some Iron Man. And Kodai Seng is going to have to adjust to pitching every fifth day, something that he didn't do in Japan. Oh, wow. So, um, definitely an, a string of interesting arms right there, including Lopez and uh, Jeffrey Springs, who went beforehand, who seem like the more safe picks. But um, this year, I, I actually I was trying to get Chris Sale um, yeah, same. In, in this round. I, I feel like this has got to be the year, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I yeah, uh, it's not like he re-injured his arm, the, the yeah. his left arm. It was just freak injuries. Yeah. yeah so what was the, he, he came back from the injury and then had, like, the broken finger, like, on the comeback or whatever. That was fluky. And then he got yeah. hurt with a bicycle, was it? I don't know. It's usually dirt bikes and bicycles. Apparently, those are the more acceptable ways to get hurt in Major <laughs> League Baseball. Better than WBC. That's what we learned this spring. Yeah. Stupid logic. Just get, just get hurt on a motorcycle. It's cool. Uh yeah, and then I figured, crap, I'm running out of catchers, so I'm targeting a catcher. Luckily, James Hannibal goes with Cal Rally, who I did not want at all this year. So that gave me the opportunity to get Logan O'Hop. This is a two-catcher league, so I already have Wilson Contreras. Logan O'Hop goes to my team as my you second catcher. You didn't want the big dumper? No, nah, no, nah, I think uh, he's going to big dumper. Also, I'm exposed. not sure if uh, they haven't announced if Logan O'Hop's made the every uh, opening day lineup. Or yeah. Because um, yeah. I have him... In a couple of spots, it was worth and, the risk. And um, it was worth the risk. It for me, really man. looks like they're going Max Stassi. And, Damn it! That's uh, why the Angels suck so much every the, year. Who's the other guy? Uh, Matt Dice or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was worth it at that point. I mean, yeah. we're running out I look, of catches. Because honestly, I have him. Uh, this was probably the only league that I truly like. Hunted, punted. Uh, as you know, I don't think I my last two picks of the draft. Or my starting catchers. Here we go. Uh, as of March 18th, I don't know what's been happening since then. It's already the, the 26th. So, but here, according to Roto News, Ohop appears as an underdog to begin the season in the majors with Matt Tice having a good spring. MLB.com reports Ohop is hitting 250 with a home run this spring. Analysis Ohop is one of the team's top prospects, but the Angels may start him out in the minors. This is why the Angels are a bunch of losers. There, I said it. <laughs> He's drawing good reviews overall this spring, so a decision on him making the opening day roster may come down to the wire. Either way, Ohop seems like a candidate to be in the majors earlier rather than later this season. Ohop had a breakout season last year by hitting 283 with 26 home runs and a 961 ops at double A, which earned him a 14 game late season call up with the Angels. He was already on the team, he was already on the team last year. Yep, what the hell are you doing? Idiots. Yeah, anyway. roster resource still has him as the starting catcher, but everything else appears to be like he Max Stassi is the only guarantee at catcher right now. And then it's either gonna be like they'll probably carry Matt Thais because I think he's out of options. Yes, he is. So Matt Thais is out of options. Logan O'Hop is not. They would have to carry O'Hop as the third catcher, more than likely, but he has options. So yeah, uh do the roster math there. Yeah, well, I still thought it was a better, best player available in terms of that position, so I went with it, and I figured that, you know, 14 games was enough of a, of a preview for the Angels to realize, hey, we might have our catcher of the future here, but apparently the Angels want to do Angel things, so. They said, psych. Psych, we're the Angels, we're idiots, we don't know what the hell they're doing, that's why we have the two best players that were showcasing the WBC this past season, and yet we can't win diddly squat in Major League Baseball because we suck at everything. That we do. We have finally get a good prospect and we want to put him in the minors. What are you? Who are you? The Seattle Mariners with Jerry Klenick? <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, and then um, 
You know, uh, Henry goes back to, he goes, not back to back, sorry, but he goes Paul Seawold. So what was it? He got Joanne Durant and then he got Paul Seawold in, in the fifth round. And then I got, see, the the idea of getting a catcher this uh, in the in the virtual, I lost count, but this is the fifth round in our league. Yeah. Cost me a chance of getting Blake Snell, who I thought I can get on the comeback, but you this you had other things in mind. So you picked up Blake Snell and then Drew Rasmussen. So that really pissed me off because <laughs> th- those were two guys that I really wanted. You see, speak- I can find pitchers like Snell and Rasmussen easier than I can find guys to replace Doval and Bendar. No, that's uh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So anyway, I move on. I'm too upset right now to even you're, analyze you're that. Still in morning. I'm, well, it is morning. Thank you. Good morning uh, to everybody. Uh, and speaking of guys who got screwed over by making a pick for a young guy, Vaughn Grissom, uh, and I feel Henry's pain because I also picked him up in my other league and thinking he was my starting second baseman. Psych! The Braves decided to bench him. And that was a, a conversation from last night. Why did the Braves send him down? And it was to make room for Orlando oh, Arcia. Thank you, Orlando Arcia, the former Brewers prospect, and uh, some guy whose name I can't pronounce. Ihire Adrianza. That's Adrianza, right? He's been around for forever. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, Henry picks Grissom. I went with Nico Horner, who, uh, except for the Mardi Gras League, because those are shorter rosters, I picked up Nico Horner everywhere I went. So good middle infield option for me right there, I think. I really believe in him. Low strikeout, high on base. Get you the the little, um, uh, all you know, the doubles and the singles. And, you know, it, it's a, it's something that I was missing from last year's uh, team. So I'm hoping, and I'm hoping Nico Horner stays healthy this year. Scott Barlow goes to um, James Hannibal. So I guess that's the penalty you get. That's the penalty you get for waiting on relief pitchers. Now you're stuck yeah. with a guy like Scott Barlow, who has Aroldis Chapman knocking on the door. But the Royals always have decent uh names in the bullpen i'm not saying that they're good but they're intriguing names so i mean josh they, they should... are certain oh stalman's not even on the opening day roster yeah i know but he's he always lurking options, yeah. he's always going to be lurking amir garrett is always lurking carlos hernandez this year i'm sorry what a role is chapman this year yeah i mentioned him dylan oh. coleman as well and carlos hernandez who was the one i think he he, he was the like the one guy we were like excited about in the starting rotation mm-hmm. last year right yeah don't get excited for royal starters now he's in the bullpen. Well, well, we shall see. I don't know. They got some guys. They got some guys. They got some guys. They to quote got Dave some Wonstad. guys. To quote Dave Wanstead. They got some eyes. They got arms and legs. Uh, Leon goes to Masataka Yoshida, who made a big splash in the WBC. Those meaningless games that he played in. Uh, Freddie Peralta. <laughs> uh, hmm. Let, I'll put it this way. People loved the Freddie Peralta pick last night in our draft. Not sure how I feel about him coming into this year. I don't really. I was avoiding him. I mean, he was a guy that I could have kept last year. I kept him going into last year, mm-hmm. uh, and then he was just a complete non-factor for me all year. So yeah, um, I, I decided to use that elsewhere. Uh, James, did someone say Homer pick? I guess with Nico Horner. Hey, uh, I'm not reaching for him like 16 rounds before he's really <laughs> due. So, like some Mets fans do. <clears throat> so yeah. Let's uh, honestly, I, I listen, man. I double and triple check, right? Is he really the best middle infielder available? And it turned out that he was on my draft board, so there, yeah, there you go. Otherwise, I, I think I would have gone with Grissom here, but Henry had other ideas. Oh, well, Riley Green, center fielder. Uh, and this is goes to Jacob Seam, and this is where I start my rant against the Detroit Tigers. But you guys already heard my rant against the Detroit Tigers. I was avoiding every Tigers prospect and player known to man because I don't believe in them, they're worse than the Angels. 
Nothing. Okay. You sure? You sure? Oh, with tigers? I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna humor you, Sean. I've already done this. Okay. Okay. The tigers are okay. a mess. Okay. Tigers okay. are a mess. Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you have these high pedigree prospects and not a single one of them are hits? And the one guy that was a hit is is injured. Atari Scooball, right? Uh, Tommy John surgery was it? Yeah. Yeah, so you, they can't do anything right over there. I mean, they were about as equally bad as the Angels when it came, came to developing pitching. I'll give you that. <laughs> and they still... And the worst part is they don't have any Shohei Otanis on their team or any uh, Logan O'Hops. No, they have no Logan O'Hops to send down to the minors. They're, they're this is going to be the last... By the way, this is going to be the last round where I name every single player individually, then we're going to switch to something else when we go past the seventh round. Uh, so Brandon Lau goes to uh, Team Molina, uh, Mike Harvey's team. Roddy Tellez, that's the homer pick for uh, Jets team. He's a big Brewers fan. I actually do like that pick, though. No bias. Not that, not that I have a rooting interest for Roddy Tellez or anything. Go Team Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Pinos. We, so you mentioned uh, there are no Royals that are worth drafting at starting pitcher. Well, I didn't say they're not worth drafting. I said, said I just don't get, excited over, I don't get suck. excited over them. I hate the Royals with a passion, he said. But Pinos goes, nah, homie. Have you ever heard of this guy named Brady Singer? He was on Team USA. He was on Team USA getting rattled by Team Mexico in the second game of the in, of uh, Arizona, of the Arizona theater there. Call him uh, a Baraka because Mexico's rattling him. <laughs> <laughs> Different sport. Morocco finally did beat Brazil um, in a friendly last night or two nights ago. I forgot which night. But just like that, those games are meaningless because that's literally just a friendly. They call it friendlies because it's not supposed to mean anything. Can you imagine uh, if we had friendlies in baseball? How would that be, really? Like, <laughs> it's just a practice run. How many? I, I guess that's what those exhibition games are that they usually have, like, two days before spring training, like, at, finally back at their home ballpark. Right, it's a, right. It's a friendly exhibition. Well, well, you know, even the concession stands people, they need practice, too. Yeah, that that's their spring training. Sure. Uh, if you imagine being a, a concession stand person in March in Chicago, like f- we got to practice for this crap in this in this <laughs> weather. Tony, uh, that's the most miserable I've ever been at a baseball game. Was would have been April 2014, uh, Chicago Cubs game, seven degree wind chill, <laughs> and it took my dad seven innings to drink a beer because it was so damn cold. Well, that was first and then we le- then we left in the like top of the eighth because yeah, it was it was a bad Cubs team and it was a bad reds team and i think there were a combined six errors like it was nobody could catch the ball oh it was it was terrible that's because nico horner wasn't there to gobble up those ground balls that's no but i believe brian leher was that's the one name that sticks out to me from that game yeah i gotta love cup fans getting excited for uh unimportant players like kyle hendricks hey kendall graven goes to angels team i like that pick and Pete Fairbanks. So there were some relief pitchers still available. Um, we just didn't have the patience for it, apparently. So that's that's the first six rounds. We go to the seventh round, and I'm not going to name all the players. So Sean, I ask you, let's go with let's go with which player in the seventh round that you hate. Which player in the seventh round do I hate? Yeah. Um, if you're not ready, I, I, I kind of want to give Jed a do over because he was on auto, but he gets uh, Ismani Grandal there um, in the seventh round. Oh, yeah, I see him. I see him. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, well, it turns out maybe I should have drafted Yasmani Grundal instead of uh, Logan O'Hop because the Angels not a huge doing. fan of the Jake McCarthy. Jake McCarthy has a lot of helium this year, and I am just completely out on him. I think he played in over his head last year. 
Um, and I think there's better outfield options for the Diamondbacks. So uh, I actually either, like the Jake. Dollar Jake McCarthy. I actually like the Jake McCarthy, and I think I got pissed off that Hannibal got him there. So because I was ready to pounce on him. I mean, all he basically has is speed. That's all you need, and, man. No, but like he's not a good hitter. He's not a good hitter. The blasphemy. The it's blasphemy not, on Jake McCarthy. Not, it's not happening. No way, man. I know you keep dogging him. We are not should... making Jake McCarthy a thing, guys. Uh, he was a thing last year. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, batter similar to Jake McCarthy based on his batted ball profile. Cal Mitchell. Yeah, who the hell's Cal Mitchell? Odubel right? Herrera. Uh, no, he was the Pirates. Oh, okay. Uh, Pirates. Hey, Herrera had some nice years for Dan- the Phillies. That's 2022 Odubel Herrera. Oh. Uh, 2022 Danny oh. Mendick. And then 2022 Tommy Edmond, who I like Tommy Edmond, so we're going to act like he's not there. Um, and then 2022 no, no, Cesar Hernandez. No, 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 no. Go back to... Hernan- did Cesar Hernandez even play? He played, holy sh! he played a lot last year. Yeah, well, was, it, was he with the White played. Sox still? Or was no, it was the- uh, Washington. Oh, then, oh, yeah, the Nationals had nobody. No, let's let's stick with Tommy Edmond for a bit. So, because if we're going to be bashing people for their bad batting profiles, Tommy Evans, like the poster child is to guys I don't want to get in any of my drafts because of that. But I understand that there's production value. It's basically the same production, except McCarthy might get you more home runs. Uh, I, I don't buy it. Yeah, 20 Tom, Tommy Evans has projected. the higher uh, kind of raw power, which is a funny sentence to say. Tommy Edmund has higher raw power. Get no, out. no, but like his max EVs are actually better than you would think uh, for Tommy <laughs> Edmund. Uh, he also strikes out less, walks a little bit more, uh, plays in a better lineup. Uh, better defender. He plays more on the field. Doesn't have any competition at shortstop. Yeah, Tommy Edmonds better. Uh, I disagree on that. The Cardinals, you know how the Cardinals are. If you make a mistake, they they send you back to AAA and or they trade you to not the Mets Tommy or something. Edmund. Not Tommy. Edmund. No, no. They're, they're gonna. They did it. They've done it with Harrison Bader. They've done it with um, a plethora of outfielders. Uh, remember Paul DeYoung? Remember when Paul DeYoung was a thing? Psh, yep. nah. And, oh, oh, trust me. Even when Paul DeYoung's been terrible the last three years, anytime the Mets play the Cardinals. They put him in just because it's like a troll thing at this point. Because for his career, I think he has like a 1,200 OPS against the Mets for his career. Over like 30-something plate appearances. It's not like four. So, uh, But yeah, he, he continues to kill the Mets and then just be complete ass against everybody else. Uh, I think the pick I would go here is the pick I don't like is Jose Barrios. I know maybe there's a value, value proposition mentality here with the Angels team, but you see all the other players that were available, and yeah. I think I would have. That, that's that has to be the worst pick of this of this uh, round easily. So that's what I'm gonna go with. I, I just want to say to pat myself on the back for the last mm. couple of years, mm. where like two and a half, three years ago, really two years ago, I was the one that was like Jose Barrios is not good. Yeah, Jose Barrios is not good, and then he gets traded and gets the big extension, and everyone's like, oh, now he's gonna play on a good team. He's gonna rack up more wins, and I'm just over here saying Jose Barrios is not good. Um, Before we move to the victory lap on Jose Barrios being ass, I've been uh, hearing that from you for years now. So I I do agree with you not liking Jose Barrios. Uh, Before we move on to round eight, uh, shout out to Pinos. He actually made a pick that I do like just to give him a break here. Andrew Vaughn, I was hoping to get him back. Obviously, pipe dream there on my behalf. But uh, yeah, that's a really nice pick there. He qualifies at three different positions left field, right field, first base. So that's that's a decent, I think he's going to. He's finally going to live up to his potential this upcoming season. So, well, speaking of guys that we like, what about round eight? Anybody that sticks out like, damn, that's a great pick. Uh, the Jose Leclerc pick, really. 
I want I, again. He, he's closing, you're bashing he's, Jake McCarthy, he, but he, you, he's closing for Texas. And he can. He's not that consistent. He's never been that he, consistent. He, he's just been hurt. He's always been good. He's just been hurt. Excuses. Same, excuses. same thing with um, Jacob Degrom. No, uh, what was his name? The other relief, Jonathan Hernandez. Yeah, I would have done Hernandez over this guy. No, I, I, I don't. Jose like Leclerc was always like had more upside than Hernandez. But I, I really, I hate my Jorge Polanco pick here. I was kind of panicking because I didn't have a second baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, Should have gone with Nico Horner. I, I hated my draft pick here, but I did back that up with drafting Edward Julian. Um, so Polanco might start the season on the aisle. If he does, that opens the door for Julian to potentially be opening day roster, but they could just move Nick Gordon to second base. So, so Jose Leclerc, the guy with the 5.32 career walk per nine innings. No, man, I'm not doing that. I okay. am not. Oh, oh, that. Okay. We, we, I am we've not seen a lot of people walk a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, uh, we've seen. For, wait, for his career, what did you say, 15 or 14? Uh, For his career. 14.1. 5.32 walk per nine innings. Oh, oh okay. Oh, you yeah, I'm walk looking at a walk percentage. Yeah. yeah, sure. It's and it's still, it's 30, still, 32 strikeout, 32% strikeout percentage. It's still relative. Okay, so that means he has a strikeout per walk ratio of 2.26. That's that's pedestrian for a relief pitcher, uh, especially if you're when you consider all the elite, uh, the elite know. relief pitchers out there. This uh, guy, Jose Leclerc, is really good. Jose Leclerc. I disagree. Really, if you're okay. gonna bash Jake McCarthy, then I, I for, for being too much like Tommy, Leclerc I get to bash shown way more than McCarthy ever did. No, he hasn't. Yes, I've never liked Jose Leclerc. I, I think it's just the idea that one day he'll be healthy enough, but I don't I don't believe in him. What so big? I mean, even in his better years, when he had like seventy games under his belt, five point one one walk per nine inning. Which what what is that? That was in twenty nineteen before the pandemic. So what is that? That's a two point five six walk. I mean, uh, his strike best up a walk years ratio. were eighteen and nineteen, which were like kind of two extremes. But even like in uh, nineteen, which was rabbit ball year. Uh, he had a 4.3 ERA, but an expected ERA of 2.93, a FIP, a full run lower. So, like, what was he combined those two years? Let's just well, yeah, that up. 2018 so, with a, the a, a career ERA or not career uh, ERA of three between 2018 2019, 3.06, 13.18 K per nine, 4.56 walks per nine. Yeah, in 2018, Andy, he, didn't at, give up home runs. Andy, Andy he, yeah, that's the problem. In Texas, he didn't give up any home runs. Can you scream fluke here? Him with the 211 Babbitt. Get out of here, Sean. No, I am not. Don't do it, people. Don't trick yourselves into believing it's a Jose Leclerc. Don't do it. It's not worth it. All right, so uh, so you like that. My pick here that I like, uh, I got to go with myself, Reed Detmers. No, beside me. Besides I do me, like the Detmers pick as well. Too. Oh, I love the Reed Detmers, and, and I couple him with Charlie Morton, so that's the best part. I got to go with uh, – I'll take Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery has been a guy that's around this – time of the draft for starting pitchers he's been kind of heralded as a guy that uh is the safest of all this uh, as yeah, safe as you get this late in the draft he's giving me like marcus stroman vibes from about two or three years ago uh, he's going around the marcus stroman like, you know, uh, which is the, this, and this is about where he went you know 15th 16th round uh Not- you, you you don't expect strikeouts you're just kind of expecting like the volume yeah that's what you need you, you, sometimes that's all you need i mean i that's how I that's how I was able to make the playoffs last year and make it to the final four, despite having a really, I mean, on paper, it looked like a really crappy starting rotation. So let's go to round nine. Give me someone that you like here as well in round nine. Uh 
I got a name if you're not ready, if you need more time. I got a name. Go ahead. Give me Dustin, Dustin May for Andrew O'Sullivan's team. Dustin May kicking myself that uh, he wasn't ranked higher. I thought I ranked him pretty high and apparently not high enough as he goes in the, in the ninth round. I was hoping to get him back on my turn, but I did not. So I went with another Dodgers player, Evan Phillips. Uh, so hoping that uh, that makes up for the fact that I missed it on Dustin oh, May. I know who I like this round. Go ahead. Uh, Mike Evan Harvey Phillips. going with the Homer pick. Brendan Donovan uh, showed a little bit of increased power this year. Oh, power. We're going to bash Jake no. McCarthy, but we're going to herald Brendan Donovan for taking baby steps forward. Get out of here. Oh, he had, what, four home runs this spring? And he had like three all year last year? I'm just saying. Just I, at least Brendan Donovan has a good hit tool. Was he in the WBC? Was he in the WBC this year? Brendan no, Donovan? then I'm not interested. Was Jake McCarthy? Jake McCarthy does not need to be in the WBC. Oh, okay. But no, that, that's the thing is we've talked about it over and over. Felipe. <laughs> it is better for a player with a good hit tool to develop power than it is for somebody who doesn't have a good hit tool, aka McCarthy, to be good. I disagree. This is a boring former pick right here for me. Like I've had Brendan Donovan like numerous times up and down last year in all three of my teams, and he's just so boring. It's all no, I don't want yeah. this. So he has not... he has four home runs boring. this year in, in in spring training. It's just practice, man. Five after having five all of last year. It's just practice. Oh, it's just let's practice. not do this. Okay. 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 Let's not do this. Moving on. <laughs> we're, gonna ce- we're gonna celebrate one guy. We're gonna bash the other for the same. No, it's not the same. It's basically the same. It's basically Jake McCarthy is not a good hitter. That's as simple as that. Donovan can't even get you stolen bases. Like, what is the point of him living? I want to know. Besides being able to play. He had two stolen bases last year. Oh, wow. Wow. Watch out for this. Hey, I'm I'm getting him for batting average and on base. Anything else he gives me is gravy. I do like the multi multi positional um, eligibility. I like the fact that he qualifies everywhere because he's does he's not good enough to be in one spot. He has to be like a jack of all trades. <laughs> what a backhanded compliment! <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm not. I will not allow this. I will not allow this. You constantly bashing Jake McCarthy because he's not good. He's 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 fine. I'm not asking like, to be even him in to be the good. minors. Jake McCarthy wasn't good. The reason we bring up Jake McCarthy was because he was killing it in the minors. That remember we had that show. Oh, he had like one year or like half of a year. That's all you need. That's, That's all, all you need. need. He, he figured things out <laughs> in a crowded Diamondbacks outfield. He figured things out, and now he's penciled in as a starter. That's a great story. Oh, that is a great, that's a great story. Great story, <laughs> and he has the numbers to he has the numbers to back it up. All right, he oh. won me a championship last year. I think. I think I had him. In yeah, my you know, he was the one. He came up last year, like right at the tail end, and stole like ten bases, and he did win, help people win some leagues. All right, then, shut you up. Let's go to round. <laughs> let's go to round ten. Let's go. To, Here's uh, your sign. <laughs> players that you don't like in here. By the way, shout out that uh, as I start. Yeah, uh, here, hand the book and go ahead and call me Homer here. As I went with Luis Arias as my Homer pick because he played for Team Mexico. But uh, who did you not like in round 10? Wait, that's what we're doing, right? We're doing yeah. guys that we... Yeah. Who did you not like in round 10? Um, I guess the Brandon Jury one. It seems a little early for him. I, I, we talked about, about him a lot that. last year. We obviously... But that finally, something we uh, are back to agreeing on. We do not like Brandon Jury. Um, so, yeah, Brandon yeah. Jury's a picker. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say He bamboozled that. everyone with Great American Ballpark. It's okay. 
He's not the first person to do it. He won't do the won't be the last. <laughs> Granted, I am all in on Will Myers this year. I have Will Myers in multiple spots. Uh same in Great American Ballpark. He's gonna be give you 20 home runs and 20 steals. Calling oh, it now. I was gonna say John Birdie, but I see that hand the boat goes with Austin Nola, which is as boring as a pick you can get. See, that's why I went Logan O'Hop, because then I would have been stuck with Austin Nola. That's well, you a, see, th- this is the point. Like Catchers were just gone. Like oh, I know quickly. they were gone. That's why I had to go. go it it was Logan ADP O'Hop. out the window with catchers. Everyone was just like, get your catchers when you can. Yeah, uh, not this catcher, I, though. That's why I waited till like the last three rounds to get my two starters. Yeah, but not this catcher. No, this is this is this is it right here. This is the hit pick. I was gonna go with John Birdie because I don't like John Birdie, but Austin Nola is even worse. So John, bad job, hand the boat. Bad well, job. Speaking of Austin Nola, uh, I was following on Twitter some of the the high stakes players. Uh, Vlad Sedler, aka Roto Gut, on Twitter. A really good follow if you don't follow him already. But he was at one of the main events in Vegas, or maybe he was at the New York one. And, uh, of course, they do live auction. And he almost put in a substantial bid on Austin Nola because he did not hear when the player's name was called. Uh, all he did was, like, he looked up and he saw Nola was good, or he heard Nola, and then he heard, like, $7. And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll bid, like, 12 And then some, like, he finally realized it was Austin Nola that was being uh, auctioned off, not Aaron Nola. And I was like, whoo, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> uh, James is asking Pinos now. See, that's the thing. There's I, Now I see why Vince McMahon does not want to have two wrestlers by the same first name. Because now I got to go by last names. Hand, uh, hand the, uh, so I'm dissing hand the boat on the catcher. And so Pinos goes in and says, hey, who needs a catcher? So I guess he has a lot of catchers then. Is that what it is? Well, I guess. Uh, I'm going to look that up but yeah, let's I'll, I'll, look, I'll look you'll look all right let me know let's go to round 11 and i think we're doing we're still doing players that we did not like uh i guess the name that sticks out for me i'll start it out while you look up uh Pinos's catching situation uh, that's why he has both william Contreras and tyler stevenson as well as jose trevino homer um, yeah that, that was a homer pick yeah uh and he has gabriel uh moreno um, yeah, uh, in his minor Ooh. league slot, which he's, he's he's trying to corner the catching market. I see. Oh, okay, that, that's who does he think he is? Me, but granted, well, I, I, I mean, it's if, if one of I, I your starting catchers is Tyler Stevenson, learn from me as someone who picked a lot of Tyler Stevenson in the last few years. Don't trade any of your catching depth, you're gonna need it. <laughs> and, and 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 Sean was very high on Stevenson, but by the way, yeah, if I, I apparently I'm a need catcher, so throw me an offer. I, like I really do like Tyler Stevenson this year because. They only expect him to catch like 50 or 60 games, they said. The rest are going to be at DH and first base. So oh, I got an okay. I think I, I figured out who I don't like in round 11. And there's a lot of guys that I did not like here. Actually, just a handful, not not a lot. But I think Gregory Soto is the one that sticks out the worst for me. It's a Phillies, it's a bad Philly situation with the closers. Yeah, and it's, it's Gregory Soto. It's yeah, and it's, it's Gregory, Gregory Soto. Soto. <laughs> so no, I was avoiding the Phillies bullpen. By any means, I mean the, the so. Phillies bullpen is just Russian roulette at this point. <laughs> Except instead of just one loaded bullet out of six, there's like four. <laughs> so who's your guy that you don't like in this round? Uh, round eleven. Don't really get the Matt Brash pick. Uh, Matt Brash is really talented. I don't think he has a high leverage role, so I wouldn't mm. expect too many hold opportunities. Definitely down in the pecking order for saves. I actually do like the Matt Brash pick. I, I mean, I like I like Matt Brash. I'm just not sure if this is the time you get him. 
Yeah. Uh, well, he was ranked as my 71st best relief pitcher uh, coming into this draft. I, I ranked about 100, 115. So he was middle of the pack. Or no, way past the middle of the pack. Sorry. But uh, yeah, uh, I like the the projection that he's going to get close to 30% strikeout rate. So that's worth it. I mean, we're going to yeah. celebrate Jose LeClerc. Why can't we celebrate Matt Brash? I don't know. Yeah. So they have um, on roster resource, they had him as one of the middle reliefs uh, with Paul Seawald closing, Munoz being a setup, and Diego Castillo being a setup man. So and I had him listed as the sixth, the sixth inning guy, which is pretty valuable. Yeah. That, that's, that's what roster resource basically has. Oh, still? As, okay. Okay. You know, Let's move on to round 12. These are players that we did like. And you did mention Will Myers, who you picked up in the 12th round. But yep. is there anybody else that you kind of tickled your fancy here? Uh, let's go with... Um, nope, that's about it. I mean, I, I like Josh Rojas, but he's he's oatmeal. Um that's about it. Yeah, that's, he's the Brendan I, Donovan I, I, of this I, I, round. Got it. He's the I Brendan guess, Donovan. I guess Andrew Benintendi. This seems like pretty good value yeah, for probably. Benintendi. Uh, Torkelson is nice considering what he went for last year, and he's been one of the unluckiest hitters in spring training this year. So, um, hopefully, yeah. looking for a bounce back from Tor. Oh, that trio of guys that went late. Uh, the outfielders that went late in this round: the Kevin Kiermeyer's, Benintendi's, and Whit Merrifield's. Who, I would say Ben Kevin Kiermeyer there. Well, I mean, why? he's still an outfielder, why? but why, 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 why are we drafting Kevin Kiermaier? Uh, you're gonna have to ask Pinos about that. I guess I, I was not impressed by Pinos' draft uh, in this one. I'm very disappointed. I expected more from him, seriously. Uh, and I say that respectfully, respectfully, especially say- with Benintendi and Merrifield, like obviously right there in the same range. Like, okay, yeah. two of ben these guys the best are good offensively. Are not good. Have been good offensively. Yeah. This guy has never been good offensively aside from maybe like a 40 game stretch in his career. It's all deep. It's all glove and no bat with Kevin Kiermeyer. But yeah, I, like I said, Andrew Benintendi was the best player available. Uh, It was the best player who was selected among that trio of outfielders. My favorite pick, I got to go with myself, Alex Cobb. I am all in on the Alex Cobb train. I targeting him in all my drafts. The more I read about him, the better I like. He's giving me Kevin Gossman vibes, as the kids would say, the vibes. <laughs> if not him, then Dylan Carlson. Uh, I do like I do like uh, the Cardinals outfield this year. Either Lars Nupar or Dylan Carlson, or even Tyler O'Neill. Uh, ashamedly, <laughs> maybe Tyler O'Neill, even though he got, he comes with big strikeouts and a big mouth. But yeah. uh, I Actually, that- I have Tyler O'Neill. I think there's one league where in NFBC – where I have Bellinger, Buxton, and O'Neal. And I'm like, this outfield is either going to boom or it's going to bust. <laughs> like, there's no in-between here. And really quick shout-out to Mike Harvey, who I've been bashing. I think I do like that Austin Hayes pick. I've always been a big fan of Austin Hayes, so maybe this is the year he figures things out. Let's go to round 13. Players that we liked here. Sean, do you have a name for me? Otherwise, I'll just shout one out. Round 13, we're going with... Uh, the likes. Either... A lot of good starting – well, not a lot of good starting – a couple of good starting pitchers here. My two favorite picks would be Patrick Sandoval and then uh, my own Edward Cabrera, who I think is getting slept on for a guy who was of his prospect caliber and actually seemed to, like, put it together towards the end of last year. Um, I mean, he, he just seems like a, a mini Alcantara. Like, he's throwing 90-mile-an-hour change-ups, 99 sinkers. Like, it, it's nasty. Uh, so I, I have Edward Cabrera in a bunch of places. I'm glad I was able to get him here, too. But Patrick Sandoval really do like perform well in the WBC. 
Uh, Tyler Anderson, I'm skeptical of because it's the Angels and it's starting pitching, uh, and he's a free agent starting pitching to make it even worse. But uh, yeah, the that, the trio of starters kind of towards the end with Anderson, uh, Sandoval, and Cabrera. Uh, I just realized we had comments. Uh, Pinos is saying that's why I kept Tyler because of the multi position. I'm sorry, who's Tyler again? It's not Stevenson, Tyler Stevenson. He has multi eligibility. Well, he's gonna get uh, first base. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, Henry agrees. I would have gone with uh, Ben and Tenley for sure. Uh, Henry's dissing me that oh, Felipe's favorite pick was his own pick. No, I'm shocked. <laughs> Get out of here. As Sean just mentions his his own pick in round thirteen. Hey, his hey, I, I mentioned well. Patrick Sandoval too. So all right. Well, I mentioned the Cardinals outfield, Dylan Carlson as well. So uh, <laughs> Pino's explains himself about Kiermaier, and I, I like his honesty here. Reach, I reach for center field eligibility. In hindsight, I wasn't happy. So I appreciate the honesty. I really do. Uh, uh, does... I go. I responded back to Henry really quick, like about me picking my own pick as my favorite pick. Like, oh, well, you guys should try to make better picks so I can like them too. <laughs> uh, Henry agrees. I was hoping to get Sandoval to make it back to me. Who who got t- uh, Patrick Sandoval here? Uh, Leon. Who had oh, a, a sneaky yes. draft. We, we, yes. we mentioned it very briefly before, but he had a nice draft. I like, yeah, because I was targeting Sandoval right here and he just snatched them away from me. I was between Leon, I mentioned it before, and I, I guess I can include Leon, but I, I, at this point, I'm just sick of being around you guys. I'm sick of Henry. <laughs> I'm sick of you, especially you. I'm sick of Handabode and I'm sick of Leon because he got a lot of my players that I wanted in this draft too. So next year, I'm going to suck ass next year so I can draft earlier and get my guys that I want. You but get the guy away from us back at the tail end of the draft. Yeah, I'm going to tank this <laughs> season on purpose. That's why I made the picks that I made. All right. So my favorite pick in this round was Nate Ovaldi. No, I'm joking. No, it would have been Sandoval, obviously, because I, yeah. I got stuck with Ovaldi. I like Eric Whitlock. I like Edward Cabrera. I got to give a shout out to Jacob because I've been uh, not been too friendly with him this uh, in this draft. Uh, the Marcus Stroman one is a, Marcus Stroman's a guy I try my best to target, and it just wasn't working. I just couldn't get him. Yeah, uh, circumstantially, I'm uh, kind of out on him this year. I, I, I've been in on him the last two years just as the Jordan Montgomery type of like volume filler but but that's the reason to get them though i mean at this point you it's a nice safe pick it's a volume pick while you take chances on on the edward cabreras of the world uh you can couple that guy with uh, a guy like marcus stroman or jordan montgomery so and then marcus stroman comes with a cheaper price tag apparently so i i it's a better cubs team this year i think we shouldn't give up too much we shouldn't give up too much hope on marcus stroman this season let's go to round 14 guys that we don't like well we're all after bad jerry Kalenic, right that's the worst pick of this group right right just say it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's my pick, so I'm not going to agree with that. No, I, I'm just joking. Um, uh, Jerick's and Profar, granted, uh, I'm tr- had Profar signed by this point in the draft. I, I think, think he, he did. Had. I think yeah, he, he had. Because he was um, nowhere near a draft board, I, I can no. assume. Um, um, yeah, to I'm, start not, when I'm, not, I'm draft not the biggest started. fan of Profar. I kind of like Thursday him. Thursday to, like, what, 15th, 16th? What? Whatever, whatever that was. What was the question? Uh, what you asked when the draft started? Oh, right. Yeah, it was after I got back from the WBC uh, from yeah, Arizona. So, so it was mid March. Yeah, he so wasn't signed like last Tuesday or Wednesday. I think he, yeah. So maybe we were around that point at this time. So, I was going to say, oh, no. Wait, we're doing guys that we don't like. I actually like Profar in, uh, in Colorado. I think uh, that's going to suit him well. Yeah, we'll see. And me, I, guys. I, I thought this was an interesting Oscar Colos pick. Uh, I know he's had a lot of helium from spring training this year um, and really kind of rocked it up from like outside looking into almost a lock for the opening day lineup. So uh, I, I like the kind of risk here 
I normally don't like risk, but I like the risk. No, but there. we're doing guys that we don't like. So oh, we're, oh, we're, we're doing guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so otherwise, we'll be here forever. You said you already said the profile, so I'll, I'll take yeah, that. Profile, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to go, and I do have a question about Noah Syndergaard, but I have to go with Jared Klenick. Uh, of of all the players that were available, that's way too risky. I think he's I, starting. I he's starting. And we'll see how that works out. But we've been through this train before with Seattle. All right, we've been <laughs> with this already. I don't. I get it. Post hype prospect sleeper i get it but no man i the the, the big strikeouts are and and the failed attempts are just too fresh in my mind i, I don't I, I wouldn't have gone this route although i'll tell you that he's better than kevin kiermeyer at this point <laughs> and there was a big controversy with noah Syndergaard in my mardi gras league there was a big fight in the chats about it as one guy did one guy was dissing the pick and the guy who picked made the pick of noah Syndergaard was defending it final verdict on noah Syndergaard going to the dodgers and going to hannibal's team uh I don't know. It's the spring training, like the velo's been like 94, like oh, maybe a slight tick up, but then it's also backed up a couple of times. So it kind of looks like he's in the same situation he was last year. They do have him getting his uh, slider thrown more. I'm not sure if it's more of a cutter or not, uh, but that was a pitch that, of course, was really what propelled him to ace levels to go along with that premier velocity. Uh, but coming off of Tommy John, he was hesitant to throw it, was throwing more uh, fastballs and change-ups. So it'll be interesting to see if the what the pitch mix looks like this year. I think that'll determine a lot. To round 15 we go. We go on this haterade train here. Um, there's some guys. There's some guys that there's I don't like here. here at all. But uh, do you have a name for me ready or no? Uh, that I don't like. Uh, it's going to be probably Escobar. I mean, he he's officially the opening day third baseman. I get it, but I'm not a, I don't like that pick. I don't, I don't like he, it either. I don't I, think he's going to be the starting third baseman for very long. Yeah, uh, and that was going to be my pick. And that, and that was the thing with when I was uh, reviewing Jacob's team. Like, man, if Jacob can just lay off the homer picks and actually pay attention, because <laughs> and, and, uh, we let's be let's be real, let's be real about it, right? Every year we go, all right, who hasn't met their pitching requirements this this week, this period? And his name shows up a lot. Yeah. If he just pays a little bit more attention, because he had a hell of a draft, but if he can avoid the homer picks and he can just pay attention and actually keep up with his lineup, I think he's championship material every season. He is. Yeah, he's got some, a solid lineup. I, I, for, yeah, Acuna, some, Harper, Machado, Alonzo, Jimenez, Pena. Killer right there. Yeah. I honestly believe if he if he just tries a little harder, and I'm not calling him out, but I just I'm well, I am calling him out. I, I want to see more from him. Yeah. I think Doss, he's championship Dossman, material. On the air, Wheeler. He, he doesn't have a lot of starting pitching depth. I, I feel like that's a, a, a roster construction issue. There is he has one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight position eight. players on the M's in his big account. M's and, in his big account. M's in his big account. And he's got two starting pitchers in his uh back pocket and Soroka and Strowman. And Soroka's not even gonna be on the big league roster. So no, but there was a lot of good things from this draft from him. Like I normally, you know, you know me, I try to see the weaknesses in everybody, but yeah. I actually like this draft. And again, just a call out, just you know, I don't want to see his name. Show up! Oh, he missed the mark. He didn't get the minimum sending requirements. Like I, I don't want to see his name like cons- consistently because we did see his name a lot show up last year, and that's 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 not a all you know injuries issue or that's not a, a bad picks issue or that's like I don't know how to what I'm doing on the waiver wire. That's just I'm not paying attention to because I'm I don't I don't know I'm not gonna I know people have lives and people are busy but 
if he shows a little commitment, I think he's championship material. I really do. So there's there's the challenge to him if he wants it. Uh, so since you've got Escobar, I'm going to go with Luis Garcia. I know that's an auto pick by Jets team, but yeah, Luis Garcia and maybe even Joey Wendell. I don't know. You, what you the- see the, the Luis Garcia pick, like all of these Washington guys we saw, uh, yeah. in the, I think the round prior was when C.J. Abrams went. I'm actually, I haven't gotten a lot of shares of them, but I'm interested to see what these like really young players in Washington do. Yeah, see, absolutely. Because they're like, they have literally nothing to lose. Like, it's not like they're going to get benched. Like, yeah. They're just going to go out there. And they're going to play. And I agree anytime, with that. I anytime agree. you get yeah. somebody with like 600, 650 plate appearances, like it makes you be like, okay, what's his like end of season run total going to look like or stolen bases going to look like? So, uh, well, well, I, I don't want to hate on the, the Washington picks too much this year. Relatively speaking, though, that those are the two, those are the two uh, names to hate on Joey Wendell and Luis Garcia. So flip a coin and yeah. go with whomever you don't like. I guess I like Luis Garcia a little bit more than Joey Wendell, but you know, I, I feel like I also haven't been mentioning Jets name a lot. So I definitely been mentioning Pinos' name a lot. So <laughs> let's go with someone that we like. Let's give these guys a chance to redeem themselves in round 16. Who do you like here in round 16? Uh, let's go with, oh God, maybe Wisniewski is yeah. probably the, the, the one I like here. If I can't say Julian myself, um, I might have to wait on Julian a little bit, but. Uh, same, well, I'm in the uh, same Wisniewski, Wisniewski getting the, the fifth rotation spot. Uh, this was an ugly round. I don't yeah. like any of this. Yeah, uh, this this should be the one that we we should focus more on hating than liking. But those those are the breaks. Uh, it was a tough choice for me here because I, I, I was either going to go Dre Jamison or even maybe Hayden Wisniewski. But I do like the Diamondbacks um, prospects at pitching. And I think Henry went with Brandon Buffett. Yeah. And then I picked so, up Brian Nelson, I believe. And, and I, so I have the, the third part of that conversation. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted some share of that. But yeah, this is the between the 15 and 16 round. This were the like I gotta get my 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 prospects in right now. In the previous round, I got Andy Rodriguez because I feel like I needed a third catcher. And again, planting seeds for later, planting seeds for later. I love Andy Rodriguez's makeup, I love his upside. And interesting story, Sean. It was gonna be Andy Rodriguez or some other prospect, uh Shane Langliers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was willing to wait on Shaylen Glares to be a catcher because he's only qualified DH right now. But I just love Andy Rodriguez's game, so that's why I picked him there. I just don't think he's going to play it all this year. I think they're going to call him up sometime. And when they call him up, he's going to be the best catcher available, and I'm going to have him in my back pocket. So, But Dre Jamison, uh, I felt like I needed to get a draft pick, so that's why I did it this way. But otherwise, yeah, I I was thinking of Hayden Wisniewski as well. so yeah, we'll see how that works out for me. Maybe in retrospect, Hayden Wisniewski would have been the right move, but I I am enamored with Jay Jamison. Besides my pick, because I, I only like my picks, I don't like anybody else's yeah. picks. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, let's <laughs> go with uh, I guess Nick Gordon. Yeah, give some equal time to Jacob Nick Gordon. I like the multi-position eligibility and the fact that he might get some more playing time this year. He's been a guy that we've been kind of waiting on uh, for the Twins as well as uh, circumstances get in the way of him getting regular playing time round 17 who do we love here uh 17 who do we like uh taiwan um, walker he's on, he was in team mexico this year right That's yeah i'm just not I'm a joking. huge fan of taiwan in philly with his profile uh i like Estuary ruiz here i feel like that's a good like price for the upside i, I, I was gonna mention him too that's my guy and then that's... i was really shocked that david peterson uh made it this far because uh, this is basically round 26. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought that uh, James was going to pick him the way that James was drafting. Uh, 
David Peterson basically guaranteed a spot in the rotation with Jose Quintana out. Uh, some might argue that David Peterson probably just deserved it more than Quintana, yeah. uh, just based on <laughs> merit, uh, but was kind of assigned to that depth role because he has options. Uh, yeah. But yeah, David Peterson, I, I was really happy to get here, but really like that Estuary Ruiz because I, I think that's a guy who could like what like Washington. They have no Oakland has no reason not to play him, and they have uh, no one else either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean like, what are they going to do? Like, put Christian Pache back in center field again? Like, no, that's it's not happening. Like, it, this is Estuary yeah. Ruiz time. He's got all that space out there. Let the man run. Yeah, and I just. Uh... I just, uh, what do you call it? I just picked him up last night too in the podcast league. So I was very happy about that. Uh, But I had a feeling that he wasn't, I was hoping that he'd come back to me. I really was. That's why I got stuck drafting Jake Fraley, who I really liked this season anyway, but I don't need that many left fielders. So it was going to be the Ruiz or Fraley. So I got Fraley Uh, and JD Davis. And, and, you know, that's the thing with, that's another one. Hand the boat. If he could just, because he's not only Homer picking his own team, but he's, picking the ex-Mets players as well. And that really was... Well, you see, uh, the thing is, I don't mind... That's for me. I, I don't mind the J.D. Davis pick there. The only thing I worry about, like, because in terms of skill set, like, I feel like this is probably a value pick in terms of skill set. I just worry about how much playing time he gets. That's... And that's it's, the it's deal. The, and that, that's why... Time here. And that's why I don't like the Michael Conforto uh, uh, draft selection either, because I don't know what the Giants are going to do. They, they can say that he's going to start, but we've known the last two or three years that... They love platooning players, so, and I'm and I'm the guy who says who picked up Mike Dostrzemski in the next round. But Mike Dostrzemski has multi uh, position eligibility, and he he's a mainstay of that team. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And he hasn't been gone from the from the league for like the last two or three seasons. And he knows how to hit in San Francisco. I mean, he almost won MVP in 2020, was it right? Or he was an MVP candidate, I should say. He was at least that's what people were telling. Me. That's what people were telling me early on in 2020. Anyway, uh, let's go back. I, I'm going to go, since you're going, Reese, I'm, let's just go with James Karinczak as a safe pick for me yep. as a guy I like. Oh, again, Jacob Moses. Guy, I told you I like Good guy to get holds. Good guy to get holds. Lots of Ks. Yeah, I, to, I, I told you. I like Jacob's draft, so there's no excuse for him to fail. I mean, aside from, you know, the force majeure things that can happen, injuries or whatever, or, or people losing spots and all the other intangibles that come with it, but I'm just saying, man, if he tries a little hard this year, he can win. He could contend for championships this year. Uh, guys that we don't like in round 18, Sean. Oh, guys we don't like. I, I want to pat myself on the back here. Or Blake Sable? Oh, Blake Sable. No, you've Sable, already done yes. that enough. See, I get accused everybody of doing that. To, hold everybody on. Everybody else had both catcher slots filled. And this is now round 18, which with the nine keepers is what, 27? I yeah, did not yeah. have one catcher yet. And I feel like with Blake Sable, I am coming away – with a top five catcher, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. He, he's uh, no, no, best. no. This is he's bold. been this the best. Bold. He's been the best hitter in spring training. You go back, you look at his it's minors practice. numbers. <laughs> it's just practice. <laughs> uh, you say it, and all I hear is Anthony's voice. But yeah. uh, he. Uh, we don't know why Anthony you, sounds like though. If you go back, oh, I do. I've met him in person. Oh, you met him before. Yeah. Well, really quick, I, I just want to do this, man. I'm I'm looking at the chat right now, hoping and seeing who's gonna hate on Sean for always picking his picks as his favorite picks. But when I do it, oh <laughs> fuck this Felipe guy! All he does is compliment himself. <laughs> no, screw you, Sean. All you do is compliment your own damn draft picks. And Jacob's on the chat saying injuries usually kill me at the end. Hey, that's when injuries are a part of the game, man. You gotta go up and step up and work that waiver wire like everybody else does, man. I, I think you have potential this year, and if you just do a little bit of that more, 
because uh, we see everything, Jacob. We see. We are all ubiquitous, <laughs> us commissioners. We see everything. <laughs> we are I honestly do believe you, you're championship material this year, Jacob. Uh, all right, come on. Guy that you don't like. or uh, guy, that I, guy that yeah. I don't like. Round uh, 18. Let, let's go. Um, I'll say Kyle Farmer, but that's an auto pick, so it doesn't really count. But Kyle Farmer is so boring to me. I don't yeah, like this that's, at all. That, no, thank you. Okay. He wasn't even on my draft board. On my Yeah, he was on my draft sheets this year. So Maybe Josh Naylor, just because I worry about his plate appearances. Uh, with Josh Bell coming in, I like. Does Naylor even have a job as either DH? Yeah, I actually roster resource. I've actually been picking up a lot of Josh Naylor because I do believe in him uh, as a late uh, corner infield. Okay, type so of roster, roster resource has him starting at first base and Bell DHing. Yeah, and then Naylor doesn't have much competition. What Gabriel Arias? Gabriel. Ar- okay, I'm looking at roster resource right now, and they have Cleveland carrying three at. catchers. Mike Zanino, Cam Gallagher, and Mabry's Valoria. What? Oh, so uh, that means what? what's his? That means what's his face is not going to make the team then. Um, Bo Naylor. Yeah, Bo Naylor. Oh yeah, Thank yeah. You. He was optioned like two weeks ago when he left yeah. for um when he was away at the WBC because he uh, was playing for what Team Canada. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a yeah, shame. He was in the WBC and got optioned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone's gonna. Yeah, there's no way that Naylor's gonna lose at bats to those bums. I'm sorry. Maybe, but yeah. but the the concern, the real concern with uh, Naylor is if he doesn't pan out, Cleveland is loaded, loaded, yep, in their minor league system. So I'm, I look yeah, forward to the, see who the comes thing up. That I kind of think of here is that if Naylor or Bell struggles, you could move Bell back to first base. First base, you yeah. could DH Oscar Gonzalez, and then you put Well Brennan in the outfield. Yeah. And then you have a really good outfield defensively and one that can really hit between Quan, Brennan, and Miles Straw even having like a bit of a, a comeback um, in spring training this year, hitting over 300. And one guy I'm going to mention that, that I did not like because it's it's not fair because Jet was an auto pick for most of the draft. So I don't know if he actually made that or that's the robot doing it. But the one pick that I don't like here is Eduardo Rodriguez. Avoid all the Tigers as much as you can, guys. Eduardo Rodriguez, all he'll do is hurt is break your heart. Uh, and then Aaron, who, you know, Aaron um, gets back-to-back picks from 18 to 19. So she goes at Ed- Eduardo Rodriguez and then immediately follows up with Joey Gallo. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't it. like I, it either. I, 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 I actually, I don't mind that duo. I'd much rather this year have Eduardo uh, Rodriguez than Marcus Stroman at the price. Oh, no way. Yeah. No I go way. Like, what, what, four rounds, here. five rounds later. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Eduardo Rodriguez. No, I'm sorry. Better, I'm not taking part, Eduardo Rodriguez. Better, better no, part. don't do that. Guys, don't do that. Take Marcus Stroman and thank me later. You don't want Eduardo Rodriguez on your team. I'll tell you that. And you definitely don't want Joey Gallo on this, on this, in this league either because of the other strikeouts. He's still going to strike out a lot. Ban the shift. Don't ban the shift. He's still going to strike out a lot. <laughs> but, he, you know, to his credit, he does walk a lot too. So maybe there's yeah. something to that. But, I mean, it's home run or bust with that guy. And, and you, we saw the, the, the quirky realignments that they're doing in spring training. Uh, from time to time, they're still doing some variation of the shift. It's just not the traditional extreme yeah, shift see, that we got used to. I don't think many teams are actually going to do that shift where they bring the left fielder over to be the rover. Because the reason, like, not yet team, at least, yeah, the reason teams were willing to overshift on lefties to begin with was if they went the other way, it likely wasn't going to be hit that hard, and it's a single. But if you take the left fielder and you put him over there behind second or between first and second. Anything to the left side over the third baseman's head is extra bases, guaranteed. I mean, even Daniel Vogelbach, yeah. that'd be extra bases. 
Well, there's a reason why they do it. There's a reason why why teams were. I think they're just experimenting it. Yeah, because you might want to use it in certain situations. But I think it'll work. I think they. It's still the idea of taking away those singles. I mean, yeah, you give away a single to Joey Gallo, it's not going to hurt you. When we we've seen we've seen what the shifts have done to guys like Freddie Freeman, who are excellent hitters, and yet when you look at how they're doing against the extreme shift. Their batting averages are up, but everything else is down. No home runs, no on base. Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean that was the thing. Teams, teams were willing to. Okay, I I will make Freddie Freeman beat me with singles, then let him pull you know a home run. Like the teams were willing to do that. That was kind of why I feel like MLB had to or felt why they had to step in was because teams didn't care if their opponent beat the shift. All so right, here, was like, here you go, Mister Gallo. 49% career pull rate versus 21% opposite field rate. Uh, that's not changing. That's not going to change even with the ship being gone. So Yeah, but the th- I want to say his, um, like the, uh, his fly ball uh, spray is not as heavily skewed as you would think. Like his, his fly ball rate is, I don't want to say like equal, but I'd have to go back and look at it. But it's, right. it's less I mean, pull heavy than when he hits it on the ground. It's still a, a, the last few years. Actually, his career is over 50% fly yeah. ball rate. I know that that's not the spray you're looking for, but it's still 51%. So it's either a home run or he's flying out. And God forbid he grounds out to the second base side and short right field. So anyway, uh, well, I guess that would be my guy. And then Brandon Marsh was also a bad pick here in round 19. Elvis Andrews is not a guy I like, but again, that's the auto pick going to Jets team. Anybody that you don't like in this round? Trevor Story, because he's not really going to play. I actually do like Trevor Story here. I actually do. What is he supposed to be? I thought he was out for the year. I thought he was coming back. He fielded grounders two weeks ago. Okay. Whatever that means. I know what it means, but we're along in the process. It was like, yeah, Tommy John, I think. Oh, did he know? Oh. Yeah, I want to say that was the or he had like I, the stabilizing brace put in, which is like the faux Tommy John that Kent Maeda had. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, I honestly, I thought it was another like oblique injury. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, I think it was the stabilizing brace thing. I feel like that's like the, every player known to man; they all have obliques around this time of year. Uh, let's see here. Right elbows, yeah, internal bracing procedure of the UCL on his right elbow in January. Okay, so. That one it doesn't take as long as Tommy John, but yeah. So maybe maybe he comes back. I guess you just stash him on the. Well, it, uh, no, I don't think it's the same situation. But Bryce Harper was able to play through it. So yeah, but then Bryce had to actually have Tommy John. He never had the bracing. He just no 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 through. no. But he still played. He still played. He came back and still played. And well, that's because he didn't and, have surgery. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's still story had surgery. <laughs> oh, I thought you said he didn't have the surgery. No, no, no I'm no, sorry. Trevor Story did have the internal bracing surgery ah, in January. Okay. Yeah, so he's well. We have three IL slots for a reason. He's eligible to return in July 14. Again, that's one of those that you plant the seeds and and hope for the best. It, it's a risk because he's a little bit older, but it's still Trevor Story, and I still want to see what he can do in Boston with the Green Monster and Toe there. So there and. You know, it's not like they're not going to try to play him. They're not going to bench him. And there's too much money involved in there. So, uh, and for a second baseman with some power, I think I still think he has a little bit of power in his bat still. So that's that's my optimism there. And I'm usually the most pessimistic person you'll ever find. Uh, we're doing, oh, we're done. Uh, 
Okay, I got to ask, what's the deal with Brian De La Cruz? He was also selected around this time in last night's draft as well. Am I missing something with Brian um, De La Cruz? He's had multiple, you know, stints where he's been really good and really just like one stint where he was really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I worry about, I do think he's one of their three best outfielders. But That's one, he has options. Two, he's getting paid pennies. Uh, so right now they actually have him making the opening day lineup. Um, and it seems to be in a platoon with Jesus Sanchez, okay. according to roster resource. So all the more reason to hate that pick. Okay. Not good. I, I mean, I like, I like Dana Cruz. I don't like uh, it. I Wait, mean, who? He, Brian Dana Cruz. Oh, I thought you said Vogelbach. Wait, why are we talking about Vogelbach? No, okay. no, Brian Dana Cruz. Like he, he's a good offensive player. I mean, Houston okay. had him, you know, liked him for a reason and then traded him. But, uh, yeah, when he came back up last year at the end, he was, like, really good. Nah, I'm not a fan. Let's see here. Brian, well, we got two De La Cruz's here. I got Ellie, and I should have Brian on my spreadsheet here. Brian De La Cruz was a 240th best player on my sheet here. I don't know what how many players have gone in this draft, including the keepers and the minor leaguers. Let's see if I can find anything that's worthy of note here. Uh, okay, decent on base percentage. Uh, projected to get a WRC uh, plus of 110. So that's good. 178 ISO. Okay, so maybe I'm turning around on Brian DeLaCruz. Yeah, so yeah, Brian DeLaCruz came up at the end of 2021 after that trade, and he was like pretty good. Like as like the fourth outfielder started playing more. Ah, so he, he made the roster this year and was terrible in the first half to the tune of a 610 OPS and a 72 WRC plus. Um, went down to the minors, came back up. And in the second half of 2022, hit 310, 342, 535, good for a 146 WRC plus. Granted, there was about a 133-point jump in BABIP uh, between the first half, 248, and second half, 381. Likely, he's probably somewhere in the middle. So instead of being like a 310 hitter, he's 280, uh, 320, and like 475, 460 maybe. That might be two. That might be too friendly for him. Uh, but here's the problem here, Sean. We're Brian De La Cruz. 0.26 walk per strikeout ratio. Bum! Bum. Doesn't know the strike zone. Let's move on to round 20. He likes to hit the ball. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand. This aggressiveness involved. Aggressiveness is good if you, you are able walk to walk off the island. Damn. You're going to use that one, huh? Okay. Hawk it's, Flannery. I mean, that, that's, it's true. Like, Hawk, I, 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 Hawk I, Flannery over here. Hawk <laughs> Flannery. <laughs> I forgot the dude's real name, Hawk Harrelson. I forgot his real name, though. Uh, Hawkeye? No. Iowa? <laughs> no. Let's go around 20 guys that we like. And I'm going to start out Ross Stripling. And I hope Henry's here to hear this because uh, I don't want to hear <laughs> I, that. I honestly I, thought you had picked Ross Stripling. And I was like, oh, shit, he's doing it again. <laughs> Henry, come get his ass. Come drag him. No, I was going to pick him in this round. And Henry took him away from me. So I'm, here's my compliment because I hope he's here. Because I was I was ready to uh, – because I, I the only reason I picked Jose Urquidy is because I know that you were drafting – after me, so I, I know you like him as well. So that's uh, I don't think I was really even looking at Arkady at this point. Yeah, I know you've compliment like you've spoken highly of him in the yeah, past. I, I, I like I, I like him more than most. So I was gonna I don't say, think he's great, I just like him more than most. Yeah, same. I just I just left a little and you know, Homer bias as well. This is the, the issue, right? This is I'm 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 proof of it this <laughs> year, guys. This is what happens when you go Homer pick crazy and I'm pretty good about limiting myself to the Cubs and White Sox, but Team Mexico, I went full homer in all my drafts this year. Shame on me. I am not practicing what I preach, but were you even there in the WBC, bro? Were you oh, even there? Were you even there? You should, it, you had to be there. But 
yeah, before I get accused of only liking my players, there, Henry, I hope you're here to listen because I'm paying you a compliment and, you know, bypassing myself here because I, I was forced to pick my Clevenger because of it. I guess I could do worse than my Clevenger in this round. But Ross Stripling was my guy. I've been and disappointed, Sean. I did not get Ross Stripling in any of my drafts after speaking so highly of him uh, this winter. I whiff on Ross Stripling and he goes to Henry's team. So kudos to Henry for doing that pick. Uh, what What's your guy? Who's your guy here? That you like. Uh let's go with Trevor May. I feel like that'll be a good uh relief pitcher to kind of plug in in the first half. You'll get saves, and then in the second half, when he inevitably gets traded, you'll get some holds. Uh, I think the strikeouts are there. It's a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So uh shouldn't help the ratio or shouldn't hurt the ratios too bad. Um, and his issue's always been kind of like Lots of fly balls, lots of home runs, but pitching in Oakland, I feel like, mitigates some of that risk. Can we talk about Adalberto Mondesi really quick? I know we're way past the, the time here, but uh, we're going <laughs> as fast as we can. We're coming up right on an hour and a half, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's usually the Head off. the norm here. Yeah. Adalberto Mondesi, uh, I was really considering him in, in, uh, around this part of the draft, but I just, I, even when he was at his peak, I still tried my best not to get him because I, stolen bases are great. It's everything else that sucks. It's everything else that sucks. But round 20, he might be back. Just like Trevor Story, he might be back sometime in the middle of the year, if not sooner. Do you like that pick, yes or no? Uh, at that price, there's really no real risk. Right. Um, and it, it's one of those dart throws that could really pay dividends at the end of the year, like if he comes back. Um, I, we don't know what the speed's going to look like post-ACL surgery. Right. But you, you think with his batted ball profile, he was always a bit of a pull-heavy guy. He's got the monster. Well, he's a switch hitter, so I guess no, he's not going to benefit from the monster as much. But uh, we'll see. I mean, Let's he's see. only, what, like 12 still? <laughs> <laughs> what is his birth certificate? Uh, I mean, he's literally, he can't be that old. Like, he's, I think, 27, 28. Okay. All right, and uh, we have some missing picks here because um, twenty-seven. Oh, okay. It feels like Modesty's been around for so long to be. Yeah, I mean, he he was. I think he was brought up as a teenager, if not twenty-year-old. Yeah. I think he made his uh, debut in the twenty fifteen World Series. First, that's uh, right. I think he was the first player ever to make his major league debut in the World Series. Yeah, Royals had a uh, had some promise back then too. Not just the veteran players, but they also had some young players to couple with that. Remember Jordan Aventura? Jordan Aventura yeah. as well. Yeah, rest in peace. All right, round 21, and you'll see that there's three picks missing because of things. Don't worry, they're not anything to brag about, so we're not going to mention them unless you have them ready. Yeah, I have them ready. Uh, that would be Patrick Corbin going to Leon. He said he was sipping on that Washington Kool-Aid. Yeah, that, that's a and homer pick. At least he admits Jet it. Jet went with Shintaro Fujinami, a.k.a. the... Uh, Great value, Otani, and then Henry went with Nick Pavetta, who is yeah. still a thing. Boring picks. All right, so they're not worth mentioning. But is there anybody else that you like here? Uh, I feel like it's not terrible value on Oscar Gonzalez, and I really enjoyed making Miles Straw Mister uh, Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a roster spot for him, but it's one of those guys where, like, if he somehow recovers some of that offensive ability that he showed before and he's stealing bases with these new rules. Like I, you know, I got to find a spot for him. I mean, just cause he's such like an easy 
right in for stolen bases. There's a lot of plays I like here. Uh, I, I'm, obviously, I can't fit them all on my roster. So, so just a quick shout out to Jacob for picking Oscar Gonzalez, Andrew for picking Reynaldo Lopez, uh, even Handleboat for picking Shang Langoliers. And I'll even pat myself on the back because apparently that's all I do on this podcast, <laughs> just pat myself on the fucking back here. Anthony Desclafani, uh, that's my great value. Uh, who did I miss that on? Ross Stripling. It's my great value, Ross Stripling. And now we get to the great sports. You just have all. all of the San Francisco. I want uh, starters. I was getting ready to get Sean Mania too, and uh, he went off the board too quickly for me. Uh, all right, so uh, here we go. This is what it looks like. All the these are not my colors, guys. These are not these are uh, fan tracks. But you know, this is we already mentioned the picks, so I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. But here's where I give everybody grades. So I hope you guys are listening. So I'm not gonna share this anytime soon. So this is an exclusive to the podcast. Aaron gets a C minus for me. Uh, just way too many homer picks that were that she had to reach for. I get it. First pick overall, you have to reach for some players. But yeah, the Javier Baez was a was a was a knock against her. Why why are you picking Javier Baez? I mean, and Ryan Javier McMahon. Baez and Joey Gallo and Ryan McMahon. She, so she this, is setting some strikeout records this year. This woman last year was giving me so much crap about <laughs> drafting Wilson Contreras. Oh, have fun with the strikeouts. Well, guess what? <laughs> ended up being one of the best catchers last year okay Ooh. and Gregory Soto no I'm, I'm gonna drop it to a D at this point no C minus for her Angel Morales uh just he's very consistent he got a C plus last night he's getting a C plus for me tonight or in this draft as well uh got off to some a decent start but then it just I don't know he made some questionable moves and it just shows that he really needs my spreadsheets it's like it's one of those things where he has he kept five pitchers five starters Mm-hmm. And Gallon, McClanahan, Nola, Urias, and Strider. And then he already had Judge and Trout. So it's like you had the good core there. Um, I don't know. It's for the keepers that he had, I would have hoped for a little bit of a better team. Oh, yeah. I just saw a headline. You'll enjoy this one. The Cincinnati Reds are playing, are going to pay Ken Griffey Jr. with the fourth oh, highest yeah. salary on the team. As he's going to earn three point six million dollars due to the fur payment, so it's not just a Bobby Bonilla thing. Nope. Reminder, yep. But it's not as fun. It's not as fun as Bobby Bonilla. That'll <laughs> always be the thing. Sorry, Sean. The Mets fucked up. I gotta. <laughs> I, I really gotta stop the story. I they do apologize for it. Just it's draft day, draft week. It's so emotional. Uh-huh. James Pinos gets a D plus. Too many homer picks, and and I already bashed a lot of your picks. I expected better from you. I've been, I've seen better from you. So uh, I don't know if it. And then. I don't know if it's because you realize that this is the last year and you don't like the keepers that you had, so you're just kind of setting up for next year. I don't know what what the plan is. Uh, I know that he got a lot of Yankee um, prospects at the end, a lot of uh, Yankee upside guys at the end, but still, I I don't know. Even even without the homer picks, it was still disappointing to see. Uh, Jet, I know he's on the auto draft, so I gave him a solid C, solid C for his efforts. There's a lot of picks I like. I mean, I seen it right there. Jeffrey Springs, Roddy Tellez. I mean, it's not a terrible lineup. Like, it's not a sexy lineup. It doesn't have, like, one big name aside from Altuve, who's now hurt. Yeah. But, I mean, that really kills his lineup. Yeah, it sounds like a C lineup, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Mike Harvey was very disappointed. When I was doing the uh, the pick-by-pick in my mind as I'm looking at these, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of safe picks. Like, almost too safe. Like, there's no risks. It's just safe floor, guys. There's such a thing as being too safe. You got to have some nice balance, I think. And it's a bunch of veterans. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but there's very limited upside. And as um, as you as you know, as Mario Margola used to say on these on these airwaves on these on this podcast, is you could go with the safe picks, but that just means you're gonna 
you're going to have a, a fourth place finish every season. So Harvey gets a C minus for me. Jacob Moses, I already complimented him. He gets a B plus. He could have been higher, but again, some of the Mets picks were a little bit too early for my taste. And I understand. Listen, guys, I understand. There's way too many Mets fans on this league, right? <laughs> I, I just being real. It's like, it's the same thing with the Yankee, the, the, the Yankee price tag on everything. Even when there are no Yankee fans, so the Yankee <laughs> price tag is a real thing. It's the most popular team in the world in terms of baseball. High profile names, of course, are going to be a high price tag. And in this league, the Mets price tag gets uh, inflated because there's a lot of Mets fans. I get it. But it's what I say. Like, well, you mentioned it earlier. When people are zigging, you got to you gotta find a way to zag. Yeah. So, but otherwise, it would have been a higher grade. But B plus is pretty solid. Andrew Sullivan gets a B from me. Uh, there's a lot that I liked early on. And then, I mean, the Dustin May pick is a, a robbery. And then it falls apart. I don't like the Spencer Torkelson. Uh, Christian Vasquez is okay, but that's just that he's you see, just okay. My, my thing with his Spencer Torkelson pick is like he's not banking on him to be like a starter right away. And I think the price reflected that because uh, he already has Matt Olson, who I think Matt Olson could be an no, absolute I, monster this year. All right. Well, let's see who else is available. And let's let's put that to the test. I mean, there's Dylan Carlson. I would have taken him over as Torkelson, Alex Cobb, Josh Rojas. Yeah. I don't know about Josh Rojas. Josh Rojas is a wash for me. Uh, I would have gone with Edward Cabrera, get with Whitlock, Nate Ovaldi, Tyler Anderson, Patrick Sandoval. I know I don't know what his situation is. I'm just naming players who are better than Spencer Torkelson in my viewpoint. Okay. Marcus Stroman, Rafael Montero, uh, Hassan Kim, Eric. No, not Eric. I'm oh, sorry. I don't like that pick. Uh, and then we go on to the 14th round. I Gratterall was available. Alec Thomas, you want an upside pick. That would have been a better pick, I, in my viewpoint. Oscar Colas was we we complimented that pick when it when it was when it was talked about. And I would have gone with Isaac Paredes if he's looking for a first baseman. I think Paredes qualifies everywhere. So there's that. Uh, yeah, team. Paredes is only first and third. Go team Mexico, regardless. And uh, that's uh, why. <laughs> and, and then uh Homer picks, it right? Me, it, took, it took me a second. And then Jared Kalenic, I think, would have been the if you're looking for risk, if you're looking for upside. Jerry Klenick was there as well. So there was better options. So that's why he gets a fail. Uh, I'm not going to scrape, but still a solid B. I, still, I like a lot of the things that he did. I just, not enough for me to give it a higher grade. James Hannibode, uh gets a solid C plus. Just, the, it's the Mets thing. You got to stop doing that. Otherwise it would have been a much higher grade. But he needs, I mean, he needs to be taught. With what? McNeil, Conforto, He needs to be taught a lesson. Stop doing the Mets picks. No. So he had what? That's a four or five. five uh, yeah. Too many. Too many. Current and or former Mets. Oh, Canucks. Yeah. So that's another one. Shit. Too many. Too many. Even even Sean's like saying, oh, shit to that. Uh, and then, you know, the Craig Kimbrell was the final draw. That, that's been like the final uh, contention point for me. Anybody drafting Craig Kimbrell does not get it. Uh, does not get a higher grade. Wait, so he didn't draft Craig Kimbrell, did he? Uh, OK, so we're you bets. I'm winning. So I'm looking down. I just saw him. Oh, no, never mind. I'm no. thinking of somebody else. Well, Chris and Pache, we know he sucks. JP yeah. Crawford, we know he sucks. So, well, Jake yeah, McCarthy, I'm, we know he sucks. Noah Syndergaard was a homer <laughs> pick, even though it's an ex-Mets. Michael Conforto, uh, that that makes more sense. I'm looking at, I was looking at the wrong team, but still, that's still C plus. I don't like some yeah. of these picks. We 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 knocked the Austin Nola pick earlier. I don't like Merrill Kelly. Uh, I do like Jake McCarthy, but still, Matt Chapman early on Chris, in the draft. Christian not Pache can't be your starting center fielder in small team league. Uh, yeah, that's, we've been warning you guys about Christian Pache for like the last two seasons already. So, and then take it from me. I actually drafted Christian Pache in the at the very beginning of this round of keepers. And I learned the hard way that you're not supposed to do that. So <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Felipe with the tenth pick overall. I gave myself an A plus. I gave myself uh, an A plus. Of course, to, yeah. Okay, yeah. That that's, uh, that makes sense. I gave myself an A plus in the <laughs> other in last night's draft as well. And if you give, if you just humor me for just a uh, bit, just throw it on the bell curve. Uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I got something for you. This is what I said about myself last night in our in our podcast league Facebook page. Felipe Melicio gets an A+. Never in the history of fantasy baseball has there ever been a more perfect draft from anybody <laughs> on the planet. Plus, he was hosting and calling out all the draft picks. Felipe, you are the real MVP. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Whoever I, wrote that has a way with words. Well, I think he used to be a former sports writer for oh, a little okay, bit as well. You, He's yeah. an excellent writer, too, from what I hear. <laughs> not, that's not That's not what I'm saying. That's what people, other people, I've read other people saying that about this person. So, but yeah, Felipe gets an A plus. I mean, come on, this is. This, I don't want to go through it again. It was a perfect draft. I'm not Felipe. sure how I feel about your starting pitching. It feels weak. No, just planting seeds, man. Planting seeds. <laughs> it feels weak. The, the relief pitching I'll, is awesome. I the, will the say this: awesome, but the starting pitching gives me a little bit of pause. Last year's starting pitching, I feel, was much worse than this year's. Uh, after the draft, last year's my starting pitching was way worse, I think, than this year. So. I, I have that going for me. Uh, Henry gets a C, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah, Lucas Giolito. I'm kind of, you know, concerned about that. The George Springer. Too many too many risks early on, early on in the drafts. Uh, I do like this combination of Vaughn Grisham and Ezekiel Tovar. So, but then he got Seth Brown, who I'm not a believer in. I don't like the Seth Brown pick. Uh, not too happy about the Josh Rojas pick. I know you are, but I'm not. I mean, like, Quant- it, it's a solid pick. It's not a... League winner, it's just a place filler. Right. And then uh, the Cal Quantrill, when there were plenty of high upside guys available, he goes Cal Quantrill. Not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of Lourdes Gordiel. I like his relief. Like your team, I love his relief pitching, and I hate his rotation. Yeah. I hate his starting pitching. I mean, Giolito and Flaherty as, like, your one-two, that works about three years ago. It doesn't work now. I mean, I'm expecting Flaherty to have, like, a bit of a comeback this year, but... That is awfully risky. Yeah, and he's banking on bounce backs, but you're now depending on a lot of bounce back players, and it's just way too many risks taken like, so unnecessarily when there were safer choices out there. My, my favorite starter for him is Zach Eflin, if that says anything. Like, yeah, that's that's another red flag. Uh, and then Sean gets the B minus for me because screw you. That's why I'm so <laughs> sick of you. I I, I look. I would look for a, a new podcast partner, but. <laughs> You keep showing up every Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm not going to give you the benefit of uh, going. <laughs> oh, I thought I was still sharing my screen. My bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oops. But anyway, uh, no, screw you, Sean. You get a B minus and you'll like it. Two thumbs up. Up your bumble. <laughs> then where anyway. do you think the other thumb is? <laughs> All right. And with that being said, uh, we cover this like a blanket. We cover this like the ozone layer covers us from the rays the sun rays emitting from space any last words from you sean do you have uh, grades of your do you have grades of your own do you want to grade my grades what do you want to uh, do here uh i i give your grades uh, a c plus Ooh. a c plus nice. c's get degrees R- room for improvement i like it there you go uh, uh you know i so obviously it's a joke that i give myself an a plus but you know i can't i'm you know anybody? Any, the the person that's the worst person to evaluate a team is the person who selected that team. So I asked you, Mister Flannery, what would you give my draft? Just uh, quickly eyeballing the, it. Like the, the draft itself, 
Because you already had, I think, one of the best sets of keepers. No, and just do the. I only did the draft only. Yeah, so just only, concentrate only on the draft. The draft. Only. Just don't don't forget the uh, keepers. I know I have the best keepers. That's an A plus right there too. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a C plus. Okay. B minus somewhere like a seventy nine. Like, uh, I wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah, I I just I, I feel like the pitching is, uh, like so I I see things going very wrong with that with with the pitching. Glasnow, Kershaw, Morton. Broken, broken and old, broken and old. Wait, who? Uh, Glasnow, Kershaw, Morton as like your top three SPs. Uh, I don't really have that much faith in Alex Cobb or Tony Disco. Nate Avaldi might be your best starter by the end of the year. Clevenger is whatever. Maybe Reed Det- Okay, Reed Detmers might be my favorite starter for you. Like I said, it was much worse last year. I, much I don't worse. know. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back. It's much worse. I'd have to go back. I'm, I'm I'm practicing what I preached on. Older is sometimes better, if not more just, often than just not. Just ask the Mets, right? Um. Yeah, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. You guys are all happy about those, aren't you? Yeah. And Charlie but, Morton. But you, you chose the bad old guys, not the good old guys. No, Charlie Morton. I I've been giving up on Charlie Morton for years, and all he does Chuck is put me wrong. I mean, he had like what a four two ERA last year. No, I don't look at ERA. You know that. Yeah. I think. He did strike a more like I saw that he struck out like two hundred plus batters last year, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Every time I've been this, I've been dissing Charlie Morton. He just proves me wrong. And this year, I want some of that on my team. I want it. But uh, I'll say this: Charlie Morton was a very highly ranked player on my draft board, and he was just waiting and waiting and waiting. So I go, you know what? It's time to pull the trigger. So I did. So thanks for that. I'm happy with that. I'm going to go with the veteran pitchers, and if anything. We saw what happened last year when my crappy ass starting pitching was not living up to par. I just would go on waivers and you guys would oh, give me all your, the Your rotation want, so. was so much better last year. I don't think so, man. I didn't like it. Who, no. Who, but that, no, no. I haven't I'm saying pulled up. At, I haven't pulled, I haven't hold pulled on. up. Hold on now. Make sure it's after the draft and not <laughs> after I did all the, the gymnastics I did to put a serviceable rotation out there. Okay. Uh, is this I, after I, the draft? I'm looking at the first. Uh, scoring period. Did you do a bunch of ad drops before the first week? Yeah, I don't remember, man. But um, go ahead. But you have Giolito, Hunter Green. Joe By the way, uh, Giolito was kept, and so yeah. was Liam Hendricks. I and believe. So was Hunter Green. Hunter Green was on a keeper. Yes, I, yes, I, he was. He was not. Uh, it, I'm seeing the green or the yellow little keeper. What? He, he might have been a minor league keeper. Yeah, uh, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And and I dropped uh, him almost right away because he was yeah. bad. He was Joe bad. Musgrove, Framber Valdez, Sonny Gray, injured. Corey Kluber, Bailey Ober, Drew Rasmussen, Joe Ryan. Yeah, a lot of injured guys there. Corey Kluber would come in and out, in and out, in and out on my, in my, on my team as well. So um, a lot of um, volatility. But, yeah, Joe Musgrove came and saved my butt. And maybe maybe you had a, have a higher floor this year, but I think this – Pitching staff last year had a higher ceiling. Higher floor. Oh, yes. That's you have a higher for. floor this year. Sorry, I, I, mis- I misinterpreted. But, yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going for a higher floor this year. But I feel and, like it's like a, a higher floor but on a shaky foundation because it's Kershaw and Chuck Nasty and Tyler Glass now. And- hey, man, like I said, sometimes old, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. Sometimes old – no, more often than not, older is – we talk about this all the time, Sean. <laughs> we talk about this. The, the best – 
uh, highly rated starting pitchers are like way past 35 years old. And that's not me. That's that's ES. That's um, consensus rankings at Fantasy Pros. We've been through this. So if they can, if real major league teams can go old, why can't I go old at starting pitching? Yeah, why can't you? Yeah, but I, I have. If these guys fail, I have confidence that I can find someone in waiver. You guys are just going to give me someone in waiver wire anyway, like you always do. So yeah. Anyway, I, I'm waiting for a couple of IL slots, and I already have a couple of uh, names lined up to uh, get added. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that as well. Uh, we got to turn on the minor league uh, yeah. stipulation as well pretty soon. So there's going to be some big boy decisions that will have to be made in this league. Other than that, we have gone way over. I wasn't planning on that, but oh well. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Sean is over there. I am Felipe over here. We will all see you next time. Good luck this year, everybody. Adios, guys.